Watch and chat with the podcast live Thursday nights at twitch.tv slash trainwreckstv. In light of recent events, hopefully we can fuck. Welcome to Scuff Podcast number 98, guys. Let's get started here and introduce who we have on. Okay. I think that's... Crazy man, it's like hello? I'm part of the WoW community, hello? right? Hello, 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 hello. hello, 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 hello. Train is here. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Everything, everything at this point can be heard. So please discontinue all social security releasing numbers. Thank you guys. So the reason why Doc was banned was actually because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Um, just give me a brief moment. I have a very scuffed introductory setup process here. I have to put ten cameras of myself. Okay. First, I want to uh, uh, start with thank you, thank you all of you for uh, coming on, each and every one of you. Um, I wish I had you know a more eloquent way. Uh, as need, uh, is there any like, oh shit. Uh, okay, top left. We're in really trying times, and we really appreciate you coming on and lending your voice in such a troublesome time. Thank you so much. Yes, exactly what he said. Thank you. I'm like scared to do my old introductions. You're you feel me on that? Fuck, I'm going in. I'm going in. Fuck it. You're right. Top top left. Top left. Staying at a whopping five foot eleven. Beats me in every goddamn video game I've ever played with the boys and the girls. And is also extremely outspoken. Very confident in what she says. And it's one of the reasons I reached out to her because I believe she speaks her mind, is not scared to speak her mind, even if she's, you know, one versus fifteen. So I thought she'd be a great fit. And also, realistically, if if I ever spoke anything and said anything to her, she'd knock me the fuck out. So I thought it should be great to have on. Welcome, top left corner, adept. Hey, there we go. That felt way better. That felt way better. I like that. Thank you. That was good, man. That's that. That's that good energy. I was scared. You know, I was scared to go in. You know, because I'm like, okay, hold on. Okay, to the right of adept, we have a very special guest. I hope you guys uh, treat her with the respect she deserves because she has literally, with a blindfold and both hands tied behind her back. Put into a room with no lights at all where she can't even see the board in front of her and still she is absolutely dumpstered we're talking 100 points to zero points dumpstered hikaru dumpstered uh, uh carl magnuson uh carl magnus uh, magnus uh magnus Ma- wait magnus is a dota 2 character other way around oh magnus carlson and shit fuck welcome boats botez thanks for having me train Thanks for coming on. Shit. Well, it, it was decent. Right? I tried. You tried. You tried. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To the right of Boat. Bo- Bo- Do you mind if I call you Boats? No, you asked that last time, and it's okay to ask again. You can call me that. They okay, will ask good. you again. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify, you know, because people are going to say, oh, you know, he has her on. He came and say her name correctly, but I know your name correctly. It's Botez. But I feel like Botez is like something I'd, you know, if I was like your drill sergeant, you know, Botez, get over here. Right. But realistically, I like boats because it's like, we're, you know, it's like we're close. We're friends. Right. But then again, I don't want to intro. You know, never mind. OK. Anyways, it works. The, it works. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. OK. <clears throat> to the right of boats, we have a dear friend, a longtime friend. And honestly, I wish I could. Just turn my voice off and have his voice in my place, and I'd literally stay out of so much goddamn trouble. Welcome. One of the most eloquent speakers on Twitch.tv. One of the best friends I've had defending me since day one. Welcome. Asmon Gold. That was me. Okay. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. 
Thank you. I know. I thought he was introducing me again. Yeah. <laughs> like the suspense, I actually can't tell who he's trying to suck off right now. Okay. All right. All right, Trix. Just wait. Just wait. When you come around, I'm not, I'm not going to suck you off. I'm going to give you a hard one, okay? But when the goddamn articles come out, I need defense. To the All right. right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wait, I just... Shit. We, we just revealed you're here. God damn it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, to the right of Asmongold. <laughs> Got him. To the right of Asmongold. We have a very, another very special guest. And, you know, obviously, her, you know, you know, we've, we've taken, we've taken the drinks out of this one because I do, she is one, she is one of my favorite cast members. I think she's awesome because she can joke. She can take jokes. She can fuck around. And she also is outspoken. But this time we made a deal, no drinking. And I think she agreed. Well, actually, she actually came to me and said she's done drinking before I even said anything. So technically, Woo! she made the decision herself. So welcome to the right of Asmongold, Bose. Big boss Bose, right. welcome. We're back, except for, aw, Devin, thank you. Uh, you know, train every single time there's that one thing I have to do, I have to draw my eyebrows on still. All right, well, I'll introduce you last. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you did. I mean, can I just? Oh, oh, oh are you in a new house? No, not yet. Next week. Next. Why does week. Why does it look new? Well, I'm packing up, so there's some stuff that's missing. Is that where you've been sitting the entire time? Yeah, all the other podcasts. It's It's like down a little bit because I just need I need to put my eyebrows on Tyler. I need my eyebrows. I just saw your eyebrows. All of my power. I just saw your eyebrows. Really? Yeah, you have eyebrows without drawing eyebrows on. They're like this big. I need okay. Water. That's fair. Okay. Oh, uh, below Adept, we have one of the number one political commentators on Twitch.tv. Him and I have known each other for a very long time. He's been here. He's been here since one of the first podcasts. So he's one of the OG crew. Um, welcome to the podcast. One of the best duos I've had in Blackout. Unfortunately, Warzone is just not like Blackout at all. And that's what we keep talking about, but I guess one of these days when we play, we'll see that grappling hook needs to be added back. That grappling hook is everything. I'm telling you, we need a goddamn grappling hook in Warzone. But anyways, welcome to the podcast. One of the top political commentators on Twitch.tv. Welcome. Standing at a whopping six foot eleven with a beard and a piano and a picture of Goku in the back that I never noticed until now. Welcome, Destiny. Hi, thanks for having me on, bud. Thanks for coming on, brother. Okay, listen, guys, I need some more energy in that. I need some claps, you know, some good stuff. Thank you, guys. There it is. To the right of Destiny, we have the co-host, co-producer of the show, pretty much any sort of organization or work into the show or any sort of professionals into the show is attributed to him. Everything else that's bad, you can just go ahead and make a hate thread and blame it on me. Welcome to the show, co-producer, co-host, Devin Nash. Welcome, brother. Good evening. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you, brother. To the right of Devin Nash, we have another longtime friend, also a prominent figure in World of Warcraft and other FPS shooter games, which also, by the way, very underrated in Apex. I actually, you know, there was times where, you know, I had to, I had to be careful teaming up with her in Apex because there's memes always, you know, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was, you know, she'd be at like 74 kills, I'd be at one. But I guess that's my games with everybody, with Nick Merckx, with Swag with Krim. So I guess I'm just fucked all around. So actually very underrated Apex player and awesome World of Warcraft player. I mean, realistically, anyone who plays World of Warcraft, Asmund, I gotta give you fucking credit too. I mean, whoever plays World of Warcraft to this day, every day, like, there's like, like there's gotta be a Nobel Peace Prize for you guys. Like, that's like a level 
it's a level of patience and strength that is such an underrated thing that no one talks about. To play WoW to this day in 2020, like that is some shit where I think you're like that, that qualification already beats every qualification Trump has for president. Like, do you understand where I'm going with this? It's absolutely fucking crazy. I unfortunately crazy. do. Yeah, thank you. Welcome, Fandy. Thanks for having me on, Thank you. Thanks for coming on. To the right of Fandy. Okay, hold on. So he made a comment of sucking off. To the right of Fandy, he looks extremely tall and jacked when he's on his computer. But I met him. He's fucking short as hell. He's skinny as fuck. Unhealthy as shit. I mean, look at him. He needs fucking glasses. He can't see a foot in front of him. What kind of testosterone man is this clown? Welcome to the podcast. I'm embarrassed to say and embarrassed to have him on. Welcome, Trihex. <laughs> What's good, baby? Christ. What's good? <laughs> How's that for sucking off, huh? I mean, it, it was a it was a blowjob with more teeth than saliva, so I, I gave it an F minus. <laughs> so you can keep the purpose. Thank you so much. Okay, let's start that over. I don't feel comfortable. To the right of Fandy. <laughs> Standing at six foot four, jacked as hell, will literally lift three men. Wait, why did I specify? Will literally lift three humans. Oh, (laughs) shit. Will literally lift three humans with consent if they consent to them, him lifting them. This is awkward now. Uh, Welcome to the show. One of the best speedrunners on the platform. Face one of the most popular emotes on the platform. And also absolutely fucking jacked. Welcome, Trihex. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Reminder again, y'all, uh, TwitchCon 2017, I carried then much heavier Greek down two blocks, and it was on camera, so chat knows it really happened. Uh, that, that shit was intense. That's back when Greek was like, what, comfortably 300 plus? Yeah. It felt like it, shit. I think it, okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, that's no, a compliment, man. No, no Greek, Greek looking amazing lately, dude. I've been seeing him on his little journey. Not little yeah. at all, actually. It's his big, his big journey. Of, He's uh, actually Jack know. now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Greeks laughing. Yo, Greek, I need to resub, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting on subs. Okay. Um, <laughs> so when are we going to get into the shit? Uh, as soon as our 10th guest gets here, I think we can all get right, started. All right. in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can get into this. Um, but anyways, I hope everyone's good. I hope everyone's well. You know, Trix, it's been years. I fucking miss you. I, I know these times are absolutely late. Fortunately, tonight you you have you have time, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take every moment of this podcast with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend it. I, yeah, I'm, baby. I, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here tonight for quite a while. So you know, please everyone. Yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm in it hey, today, dude. My man. I promise you, it's not a, it's not a cloud thing or anything like that. I've just it's been I've been trying to get my my you know my stream swag together. I'm trying to trying to get like you, man. Trix, I, I know it's not a cloud thing. If anything. I get more clout from you than you get from me. So if anything, you're completely good. I never, I never for a second thought about that. You're completely good. I just want to have you on here like the old days. Those are the good old days. Remember those days, those late night talks, the bantering we'd have. It was me, mm-hmm. you, Destiny, and then oh, those are the good days. Asmin, okay, all asshole. the OG stuffs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What yeah, did I say? Old days. What was that phrase? Was it okay, asshole? Chat. What was that phrase? Hey, hey asshole. Uh, hey, hey asshole. Was what hey asshole. Was. That's what it was. That was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Asshole didn't sound right. That sounded way too nice. Hey, asshole was more, uh, was more me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good old days. Wow. Scuff podcast 98. Mm-hmm. Can you guys believe 98 weeks straight? Boats, how's everything been with you? You've been absolutely killing it in chess. I think a lot of your worries from what, what was that? Four, three, four weeks ago of chess, you know, going down. Hey, we're here now. And if anything, it's doubled or tripled. Yeah. I mean, it's still going well. I can't really complain. I feel like we kind of did hit a peak for now but i've been having a lot of fun streaming lately so can't complain 
Yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. And same with Hikaru. He's he's doing amazingly well as well. Yeah. Yeah, he, he and he's still like actually competing seriously. He's bringing on people to commentate while he's doing it. And then he comes back right after his like 4-hour games and keeps streaming some more. He's just been a beast lately. Yeah, I would love to see like a short film. Obviously this is asked so much, but like I'd love to see a short film of like what exactly like when he's looking at the board what's in his mind. Like I could like I'm picturing one of those like th- those those scenes where have you seen those like movies of chess where like he like envisions and in his head the chess pieces move and like I, I envision that happening like in like 6,000 different variations and then he comes back to reality after like one second's gone by but to us normal humans it seems like three hours has gone by but that's like his process of thinking in one whole fucking second like that'd be an amazing thing to see yeah yeah or like I, even if he could just start off with an eye tracker or something like that and gms have done it before it's very impressive to watch how their um yeah. visualization process goes yeah i agree i wonder if in any way that would give away their like tactics like think like others could study that and give away tactics not really because most of the things that people wouldn't be able to do they'll learn after the game where it's like opening preparation but if he's playing it people would know already true yeah, yeah i guess it's this, yeah yeah so it, it wouldn't really give away anything like at the high level, winning is like by such such a small difference, and you kind of figure out why you lost after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was actually my fault. I actually got a message and I rudely. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my fault. Um. Thanks, train. Appreciate it. Cool. No, no problem. Boats. Okay, Devin. So, uh, you know, we've seen pictures of you. You know, when you first started streaming, you've been absolutely. It's crazy. You know, your skin was something I'd see on a Neutrogena commercial. Your hair, something I'd see on a Pantene commercial. Your entire motivation, something I'd see on TED Talks. Now I look at you. I mean, look at it. there's a huge bald spot. You don't even care about it. Just sitting there, looking at us, just deep into the eye. Right? Your skin's aged at least 25 years, but I can't talk. I've aged about 40. Right? I mean, it really shows what Twitch streaming and everything overall has done. Any Dude, comments? I, I fucking fell asleep at the office. I'm in the same shirt as yesterday. My fucking <laughs> life is like just an existential nightmare. Like, like the whole world's like burning down around me. The fucking business world is like I'm getting like a hundred DMs a day. I'm going insane. Yeah, Devin, Mark. I binged your last like three YouTube videos. They're so fucking good. Thank you for oh, what you thank do. you. Holy shit, thank yeah. you. I, I'm trying to take it one step at a time. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they're super informative, and I love how you just get to the point. Anyway, sorry, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, why don't we just get started with a couple of topics, and then when she gets here, we can introduce her in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, sir. I said we start Chief with Chief Train. Uh, sorry. No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, uh, Chief Boats. Yeah, we're both we're both Chief. We're both um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Devin, go ahead and take it away. Dog, I don't have any white topics this week. I tried really hard, but it's like, like the fucking like mixer shutdown was literally Monday. <laughs> it's like it's been like four days since then, and it's been an absolute shit show. Okay, I, I, I forgot oh. all about that. That's how fucking crazy it's I know. been. I actually forgot like mixer got You're shut right, down. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's how insane. That was literally four days ago. Is how insane Jesus. we are right now. I think okay, last guest is here. here. We go. Last guest Hi. is yeah. here. Hey. Oh, well, oh, 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 you're not supposed to say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, not yet. Cool. So, Everyone knows oh. who. Good job. You <laughs> fucked it up. All right. S- sitting. <laughs> oh my god. Sitting to the right of Botez. See, this sucks. Now I'm calling you Botez. I don't know why I'm switching to Botez now. I feel like Boats was. It doesn't matter. So it's it doesn't I matter. I call you Chief. Chief. Yeah, like Chief. Chief. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To the right of Boats. 
And to the left of Asmongold, we have another very special guest. She's been on the podcast before, um, but it's been quite some time. Another lead and top streamer on the platform, the big platform and a big voice. And uh, based on her second Twitter uh, uh, account, I think she, you know, is pretty, you know, well informed about all this stuff. And you know, she's been vocal and talking about it. So I thought it'd be a good idea. And so did Devin to have her on uh, the show. And you know, I've done IRL streams with her, and you know, she's been a good friend. So to the right of boats, to the left of Asmund. On top of Devin, okay, that sounds really bad. I'm so sorry. Uh, above Devin, I'm so sorry. Ah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Amaranth. Hi, guys. Welcome. Uh, thank you thank for coming you. to the show. Hey. Super cool. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Your business Twitter is like super legit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very good. Um, like I like reading it for like all the industry stuff on it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there I don't talk about on Twitch. Different audience, Ooh. but it's a good read. It's yeah. right now. Your business Twitter? Is it yeah, just like personal day. Twitter, but I do talk about business on there. Oh, okay. There was this, uh, actually, uh, back in April Fool's, there was this uh, joke that her and I were crafting about yeah. uh, about her, like, to- about, like, uh, some of like the OnlyFans stuff and like the the top creators. And I, like, her and I were talking about making it me and like three, four or five other, like, figures and I remember when she posted it, I think it was Poke. Poke actually like freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? I've never done this. And he, everyone else got it except for him. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was such a good April Fool's thing. Shit. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. It was his idea. It's my, it's my idea. Oh, it was both of our ideas. Yeah. yeah. Or it was, it was her, her idea, but it was, okay, whatever. It was my idea. Yeah. It was my idea. What, okay. It doesn't matter who it was. Idea. The point is, okay, shit. Uh, take it away, Devin. <laughs> Uh, how are you guys all handling everything this week? You hanging in there? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like to five it. friends that got accusations. I was like, fucking hey, dude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no. You mean like people you didn't think had that kind of like character and then you were shocked yeah. whenever they were accused by somebody? Yeah, especially because like so, like some of the stories I read were so heavy. No, actually, it's like I felt like I could see them doing that once I read it. But I just didn't. I just didn't expect it. I don't know about that. I mean, Method Josh is in my WoW community, so um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. No surprises here. I mean, the one the, the one that hit me the hardest was the Hassan one, uh, the, the Twitch partnership uh, leader, because uh, he's such a nice guy. I really was like, and I wanted it to not be real, but ugh. How was LSF right? They weren't even right. It was actually so much worse than the fucking meme. <laughs> fucking yeah. I, shit. Well, the meme Sean. isn't right still because he's not part of moderation, was he? It doesn't point? matter. They're, they're, like, there it's are separate teams right. at Twitch, but if you have a partner manager that's going to go hard for you, they can cross boundaries. Everybody that works, they're all friends with each other. Like These aren't like completely and totally autonomous divisions that have no crossing over whatsoever. They're all humans at the end of the day who all have personal friendships with each other. So, of course, people can pull for you. So they fire him? They, if they haven't yet, they will soon. There's no possible yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, he's on. been quiet, so it's been like a. Did you cross check that? I know you were doing research on your stream, Stephen. Did you cross check that one and like look it over? I've already known about him. I've already seen screenshots of him trying to like lure girls to hotels and shit. Like I mm. knew about that for a long time. Yeah, oh, that geez. one really didn't surprise me. Like the accusation of him did not surprise me because it was just such a like not before I even knew of LSF. I'm I'm kind of new to LSF and read it as a whole. And even before that, like everyone kind of like, oh, just get to know that guy, talk to that guy, and he'll give you partner. Like that was like something that was talked to me about multiple times back mm-hmm. in the day. 
wow. wasn't very shocking to me. I didn't think uh, to this extent that things were going on, especially the part that really irritated me, like um, that just got my blood boiling right away. Of course, the whole thing is really just like messed up. But the part that really bothered me was like sharing confidential information about streamers. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because we put a lot of trust in our Twitch partner managers and everything. And like to hear that going on, just sharing info randomly, like, I don't know. Just screen sharing to pretend like he's a big shot, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Let, letting him know how important he is. What a fucking. Is that oh, the one man. that uh, actually, the one that got me the most from Hassan's particularly was the the sharing of nudes. Like, so that was a really, really, really fucked up. That was just violation. Yeah. Uh, that's just like a, that, that one, that one burns me really, 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 really hard there. Uh, <laughs> with her best friend, too, right? Her friends, yeah. It's like, yeah. it'd be one thing if, like, you show, like, your best friend, like, obviously it's not, like, it's not good, but, like, with her best friend, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Who That's does so that? Odd. Like, trying to shame them, like, to her own peers or something. I didn't like that. Jesus. Yeah. That's I think Twitch is slowly getting better about, like, accountability. It used to be that a lot of the AMs had basically total freedom to like look over all accounts and um, review everything and like everyone kind of knew everything. And, and, and nowadays, um, Amazon has like put a lot more HR constraints, but you still have some of the like the older guard that can do like a lot of this stuff. And it, it, probably in a system like Twitch where there's a lot of private account information, um, having AMs like segmented to specific streamers is better, right? Like so that that kind of stuff can't happen or happens to very few people before it gets caught. Yeah. I'm not like the reason there's so many pauses in between is because I'm not sure what. Yeah, I mean, Devin, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were lagging out for a second. I he thought... is, but just mentally, not digitally. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not sure. Like, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, 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 you know, where to start? So much, so much has happened. In this last week alone, let alone the last month, let alone the last two months, three months, this entire year, and I'm not where to, I'm not sure where to start, what to start with, how it's to start. It's just so overwhelming. It is like even in the last week, like since we've had this podcast, it feels like it's been a year. In the with the amount of things that have happened, I mean, we simultaneously had some of the largest organizations and agencies disappear overnight. And we and, and simultaneously had an entire platform announced as shutdown within 30 days, and then after that, had the largest out like outpouring of sexual allegations and misconduct in the entire history of gaming. Yeah, Devin, didn't you say yeah. you're going to be gone off Twitch for a little bit, grinding your game, and then you came back I, to all of I it? I did, yeah. <laughs> so I really was looking forward to the Path of Exile League, and uh, I had about one day to enjoy it before I got pulled back into this Cthulian nightmare into this shit show yeah this total <laughs> shit show i i mean i just like i didn't have a choice i mean like i woke up after i was like grinding till like 6 a.m and i had a hundred dms and i was like what the fuck like what is happening and it, it was just downhill from there and i mean because because i'm on the agency side the first thing that really happened was the uh, was op group broke up and that was 75 streamers within six hours like and big personalities like co-carnage uh gone um and and a lot of those people had income and brand deals tied to that arrangement 
And so they're also losing like a good percentage of their income and don't know what to do. And yeah, my life has just been like, I've been sleeping in the office. Like my fucking, I look worse than I even normally do. I'm so tired. Like I just, I'm fried as fuck. It's just, are you talking about them leaving, um, that group, the agency group? Or yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. they've lost like 85% of their talent so far. And that's yeah. just the ones that have like publicly announced it. They've just outright terminated their contracts and dropped. Mm. Well, was that proven to be like a a systemic thing or just the the CEO? It's just the CEO in that case. But the problem is that when the way that he set up the company, he was kind of just like him and his wife were sole equity holders. And it's like you could you can't separate. It's kind of the same problem with method, right? It's like you can't really separate the executive team from the from the organization. So unfortunately, the only way for talent and players to vote is with their feet. I, um, like, I don't know. I just think it's really respectable for them to walk away because if you read, are we able to talk about like specific stories that we read over basically? Yeah. Why not? So, um, in that one where you read Molly's story and she talks about how, like, he's telling the girl if she wants to enter the space, these are the nasty, raunchy things that you have to do as a woman. Do you know what I mean? Like he was mm. determining, he was trying to set her on the path with his own like agenda. Creating expectation. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that the streamers leaving this is a really strong and good thing because who knows how many other people he sent down that path, who knows how many other, and, and when, if it ever stopped or if it was ever going to stop, but I, I don't know. I didn't, you know, I think that that's a really scary thought of how many girls and how many young women he's leading down like that path. For sure. Yeah. It was incredibly brave of them, especially since it's sometimes 40 or 50% of their total income is tied to it. And because of the way that those agencies do the their deals, they're doing deals with the brands and mm-hmm. the agency itself instead of the streamer. So those deals were tied to those organizations. So when they leave... Um, they either have to individually negotiate those or pick them back up. So it was it was incredibly brave of them to do that. And I, I just think it's so disturbing like to get people on that narrative like, oh, like if you want to get ahead in this industry, hey, it's like a male dominant industry, like you've got to, you know, you you you've, you've got to do certain things. Like it's just it's just totally untrue and sets people up for such a, a terrible time. Mm-hmm. That yeah. power dynamic thing has been a huge consistent problem in a lot of these cases. Well, that's a, that, that's one of the worst things about it, you know, is like you have these guys that are in a position of power and then they use it to take advantage of people. Uh, it's just disgusting. I think that, though, what Devin was saying is actually really true, is that a lot of these people that are leaving these organizations, especially some of the first people that do it, oftentimes they're losing literally tens of thousands of dollars off of their uh, their income. And these people are not like millionaires. So this means a lot to them. Some of the families, you know, uh, parents, other dependents, and, and then leaving these organizations is leaving that money on the table with no real expectation that it's going to come back. I mean, there's a hope, but there's not really an expectation. So I think it's really commendable for people to take that first step and uh, really do something that they they feel strongly about. Mm-hmm. Right. Devin, what does it mean for a nerd fusion, you think, with all the other agencies under attack? Like, does that ruin the image of all gaming related agencies or does that make yours more valuable since yours is like still standing and not accused? Um, I'd like to think that we I'd like to (laughs) tell you that we are going to become stronger from this. But the real fear for everyone in this phone call is that all of the brands see the gaming industry 
like on fire like this and the industry starts to become radioactive to sponsor for a certain amount of time because all these brands just go, yo, we're not going to touch that. Like we'll spend our advertising dollars somewhere else. Gosh, um, that pisses me off. Yeah, but that's I'm like the be real honest. fear of this. Is yeah, the hard thing happen. is that if we go by like precedent, especially since this whole industry is so like, there's no one really fucking knows the older people like what's going on. Um, I, it's reminiscent of like the the adpocalypse for YouTube. It wasn't like advertisers came in and started selectively like choosing who they wanted their ad dollars to go to. They just pulled out completely. Right? Yeah, and I think we're gonna see something similar happen here with when you have two agencies. I mean, a method is effectively an agency. A, a lot of people think it's like an esports team, but in terms of contracts and the way that they they contract players. It's very similar. So when we see two agencies like that blow up overnight, and then simultaneously all of these allegations come out, there's it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult even for endemic brands, brands that have been in for a very long time, like MSI and Corsair and Asus, like even them to be able to pick up people, they're gonna be more careful about it. And I don't want to take away from the power of this movement. I think that this has to happen. And I think it's really good that we're getting a lot of these really shitty people out of the industry. But like no one at an agency level can totally comprehend what's happening. And, and, and like for us, like we're a boutique agency, right? We select influencers really carefully and we and we try to like really take care of those individual influencers. We can't onboard 150 broadcasters, right? We're just it's just not something we can do. There, there's mm-hmm. there's no there's no hope there. Kevin, do you, so, mm-hmm. have you seen or do you see kind of like a vetting service coming up for influencers? I was working with a company a couple months ago and they were so excited to show me their roster and Albert, mm-hmm. the the magic trick guy who had literally just had a cheating scandal two months ago, was literally the fourth person on their roster with all of his stuff. And I'm like, did you guys vet any of this? Like, is that a thing? I don't. Uh, such That's a really good question. I, I don't think that it is right now. Um, I'll say that like, and I'm not proud of this. It's really, really kind of haunts me right now, but um, we do background checks on all the people that we contract. Um, we do, we, we, we I, I try to like to think that we like, you know, we look into people. We had a person that was really um, widely known in the industry, did a lot of shows. Um, we, we got them for an eight week event this year. Uh, that person was one of the people that came out with three rape accounts against them and a police report filed. And like, it's, it's haunting. Like sometimes, I don't know how you can tell. It's right. like our, our our vetting systems and our systems of like our a lot of people like I've been when I've been talking about this over the week, right? They've said, "Well, we can we should just be using the justice system." Like this system of social pressure isn't good, but like I would argue that like it's one of the only systems we have to hold people accountable and get them out of the industry when other systems have failed us. Another well, problem too is that there's like there is so much money in this space and there are like mm-hmm. 50 million different smaller talent agencies. If the bigger ones did have like a little bit more of a thorough vetting process, these guys are still going to find their way into other teams and they're still going to find their way with like big deals too. Like this money is like thrown around like I would say like fairly haphazardly in terms of like the deals that just get tossed around where there's just like millions of dollars being thrown at like whatever industry decides to pick up whatever ad campaign or whatever. At least that's the impression that I get. That's what it feels like. Just to me, it sounds like an unoccupied lane that is a service that could be very prevalent. Like background checks are necessary in regular working jobs. And I'm surprised no one's kind of come up with a social media kind of background check. Maybe we wouldn't be able to filter out these allegations because we don't know. But I mean, like people like Albert that had such a big cheating scandal, brands would probably be very upset to find that was just two months ago. And I just haven't seen that service yet. Well, it's the same thing with Method Josh. Uh, like he had a bunch of fucking public discords and shit where he's talking about, you know, underage girls and stuff. And uh, Method never, for some reason, picked up on this. And now they are where they are. Mm. 
Also, um, like, I don't know. I feel it's a little extreme to throw like cheating on a girlfriend in the same lane as like, yeah. I, I just no, think that's a little extreme. Because I, I don't think I don't think she's saying it's like comparable. More just like this was something that was so visible in the industry. How did you miss it? And then so obviously exactly, like, yeah. I think that's more like the focus is like just someone having like a like a, a negative image at that moment. But like I, I don't know. It's like I, I just felt it's a weird um, umbrella. Personally, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like, I, th- I don't think most people really give a shit about some sort of like cheating thing unless it's mm-hmm. really bad. Whereas, like, people are going to care a lot more about a lot of these sexual allegations and everything. And I mean, yeah. to a brand, that's really what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Um, something that I kind of wanted to bring up that was related more to what Devin was talking about earlier how, like, oh, sponsors are going to want to like sit back for a little and watch and not really throw their name in the hat just yet. If that's what I'm understanding, is kind of, I, I wanted to get your guys' take on how you feel. Do you think that all of these allegations are coming to light in the gaming space so heavily all at once because we're so interconnected on Twitter and we're so vocal? and present on twitter because i feel like this happens a lot in every workspace and it's something that i've known as a woman growing up my whole life like and i've had to deal with a lot of sexual harassment and stuff so i think that that's crazy and almost hypocritical that that sponsors like well we're gonna step away from the gaming because they're calling males out on their nasty disgusting behavior you know? Well, brands, I mean, they're, they're pussies. I mean, let's be real. They're all pussies and they don't give a fuck about you. And the only thing they care about is some amorphous idea of what their image is. So, I, I mean, of course, they're going to do whatever scummy, slimy bullshit they think is going to help their bottom line. But besides that, I think that, yeah, obviously having it be interconnected is why it's happening. You see one person saying it and then they're getting a positive response. And like, I know in particular, you know, with, with Annie Fuchsia, she told me that exact same fucking story three years ago at BlizzCon. And I told her, I was like, listen, you need to fucking tell people this. And she's like, well, I'm not ready to do it. Basically, I forgot like specifically what the story was, but it was basically something to that effect. And I think that once you see one person come out and then they say something and they're vindicated, then it empowers other people to do the same thing. And it's kind of like the idea of the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. It's like one person, it happens, and then everybody else, it just pops out. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. The, the problem is that like nobody wants their, like what is for some people literally the worst moments of their life to be the yeah. focal point of the entire media sphere for a week or two. Like nobody wants to relive that moment over and over and over again. And then more than that, you're going to have to argue and defend it because there are inevitably going to be people that come out and argue against you. Um, so w- there's like a, it's kind of like a strength in numbers thing. If somebody comes out, you mm-hmm. can add your story alongside theirs. You feel a little bit more empowered. You don't feel like you're the center of attention. And, like you're the only person that's going to have to be talking about this. And it's like a, yeah, it's like a strength mm-hmm. in numbers. Thing. I really like what yeah. Destiny said with like having other people come with you at the same time, because the first person that this came out with was this Omid guy, right? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, ooh, that was the first um, one I at least saw was the uh, the OPG uh, group, the the CEO the guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, wasn't the Destiny Two community? Yeah, I thought it was Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe there it was. There was a guy like Snaps or something. What was it? Ooh, okay, like maybe that. it was. But I don't know the what name I, exactly. What I'm trying to say is like, once one person comes out with allegations against one guy, then I feel like other people feel more comfortable coming out with those same allegations and saying like, wait, I had a bad experience with this person too. Mm-hmm. And then I had right. a bad experience with this person mm-hmm. too. And yeah. then it's like, at some point, then someone's like, well, yeah, you guys had a bad experience with that guy. Well, what about this other guy that I had a bad experience with? And it just kind of compounds on each other. And we are where we are. Right. I and like the biggest nightmare is- though, is like coming forth and telling your story and feeling like no one would care or believe you. So I think that's what the movement does really well is it empowers people to all share whether they would be like scared or not alone is like not a problem anymore because now they have so many other voices to unite them yeah a lot of the women are terrified to come out especially with these bigger streamers they think oh he's got a legal team oh his fan base is going to destroy me and then once they see one allegation they feel a little bit more comfortable telling their story and this is actually really important for them because a lot of times the shame is the biggest part of the trauma and by telling the story it takes away some of that shame because mm-hmm. you're finally able to say it you externalize it mm-hmm. i think something to- else that yeah. helps in this situation is when you feel like people are um actually listening and this is a topic that people care about so when i started seeing all of these allegations i talked a little bit about my own experiences in the chess world and this is not something i would have ever brought up because i thought like most people literally don't give a shit so to see so many people coming out and speaking about it and people actually responding somewhat positively gives you the strength like oh okay maybe actually people do care about these concerns and i'll say something else like the way that the communities handled it i think has been pretty good uh, in, in terms of yeah. being able to yeah. like listen to what people were saying and then at the same time be respectful and understanding i i think that overall it's gone it's gone pretty well like there, there was like an instance with like wow where like they, they dropped somebody without even letting them respond i wasn't really a big fan of that but like besides that i think the community in general has actually done a really good job with this much better than what i would have expected I think it's a it's good that people are like able to talk about it and be taken serious because like I've had experiences of my own where I literally like filed a police report and everything and they do not take it like no take it serious. no so the police don't care out. until you have a threat and by then like in person yeah, at I your had, doorstep I had evidence and by then it's too late I had evidence yeah. and everything I showed them like messages and they were just like well right no they don't I, care so, if it's online yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no. They have to be at your door doing something to you in person or else police oh, don't well, care. Oh, he was, but... You know, oh, he was? It wasn't just yeah. screenshots? Oh, yikes. Yeah, That's even so. worse. It's, I'm sorry. I, I haven't really talked about it. It's not, like, Twitch-related, but um, that's why it's been hard for me to, like, read a lot of the stories um, that have been coming out. But uh, I think it's good that, like, people are, like, banding together and, like, actually, like, supporting girls where that have mm-hmm. that kind of experience because it's important to help, like heal and get over it so i also think their their courage for sharing their stories is so important because they can recognize that that pattern of behavior that a lot of these um like predators kind of share you know what i mean and and also the the feelings that that one gets when this happens like bose was saying the shame and all of that like there's no reason to be ashamed because you you didn't recognize that pattern or that behavior 
or you try to justify things for them or, or make excuses for them. Yeah. I think it, what you're saying is so right too. Cause one of the really common things we're seeing is women that say they don't even realize they were abused until like years later. Cause they kind of just try to deal with it in whatever way they can. And then when you read the stories and you see the patterns of how people acted, like whether it be the abuser or you, like there's something very common in assaults, which is called the freeze. It's when you give up, you feel completely powerless. And some people reading these accounts, it's making them realize things from their past that maybe they've hidden away. And I think that's also why this is snowballing so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I actually talked a bit about this on my stream, but like, especially in the chess world, it's been normalized to the point where it's like, oh yeah, like sure. I was 14 and he was like, 23 trying to get me drunk and doing all these things but that's like totally normal and you've grown up in this environment that's so bad that you just assume it's okay you were no, just the same boys. what do you mean yeah <laughs> normal yeah a lot of girls are told that that's just boys boys will be boys e exactly or it's like mm -hmm. oh but you know you're you're, you're flirt like you, you talk about it and it's it's always just brought back to you so then you just like grow up like after hearing that for like you know, f three years or so, I, I guess it was just a situation and you internalize it and then you never really bring it up again until other people start talking about it. Sometimes suppressing it too is a way that we try to control our emotions because sometimes the experience can be so overwhelming that if it's at the top of our mind, it just destroys us literally day to day to day. But if you just push it down and bottle it up, you don't have to deal with that anymore. And I think a lot of people just bottle it up. I, you guys have kind of compelled me to share a tiny bit of something that Yay! was Yay. pretty like extreme for me. Um, I'm not going to go into detail of what it is because I just don't feel comfortable doing that. But you guys are hitting a lot of strong points, especially Bose when you mentioned like the freeze factor and give up. So basically I was, it, this was many years ago and it's not Twitch related at all. And I was in like the big party city. And basically it was like, um, just kind of experiencing being like a full grown adult and not always being so strict and not always being so paranoid of every single guy and, and situation and, and thing that is being said to you. Cause I'm a very like paranoid person and very critical of what people say and do, but I tried to, you know, justify and make excuses and, you know, just overlook certain things. And, Next thing I know, we were not headed to the place I thought we were. And I knew that because I know the area, kind of, but I didn't know where I was. So I didn't want to call the cops because I was scared. Um, I, my parents were actually nearby and I didn't want to call my parents because I felt like I was gullible and I was being lied to. And I didn't want to scream for help because I didn't know who was around and if they were her, his friends and, and going to come and make things worse. And then when I walked in, I saw that there were drugs on the table, which was terrifying because at that point I'm like, okay, well, what if rage happens and I die? Mm. And I, uh, I just kind of, like you said, it was just a freeze and then try and find my way out of the situation. And I felt I did that. And, um, you know, I, I didn't tell anyone for months, for months and months. I didn't tell anyone. And I actually never touched that outfit again. And I didn't do laundry for like three months because it was sitting in there and I knew it was there. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. And so like you're saying of like suppressing things, like I did that and I like, I don't know. I'm just like, you just compelled me to share that. And all the stories compel me to share that. And I haven't talked that much into detail about the whole thing. Just publicly in a long time. Thank you. Damn. I'm sorry I had to go through that. Yeah, yeah. that's really heavy. Especially the outfit mm-hmm. thing. That's so fucking heavy. That is fucked. Very fucked. I don't get this <laughs> boys will, will be boys shit. Like, that's what you say whenever <laughs> somebody gets dirty. You know? Like, <laughs> like yo, I, I've, I've never cool. fucking heard of no, like, that who the fuck school. does that? <laughs> True. Like, boys that starts as a dress code things in school. People yeah. are like, no, you can't wear that top or you can't wear those shorts. You have to have sleeves. If you have your shoulders, boys will get distracted. Get you know distracted. how boys are. It's like, for some reason, okay. for some reason, the moment, the moment you said boys will be boys, I thought of a Tide commercial where he like, the, the dude wears like jeans and he like gets the yeah. green grass mark on his knee. And then the mom's like, boys will be boys. And here's Tide, gets grass marks removed. Like, that's what I thought of. Like, I didn't realize it was being used to, like, justify shit. That's oh, no, insane. Yeah. Not I to, mean, like, do, like, not to, not for any, like, super political topic, but when people bring up, like, the concept of rape culture, that's kind of what it is. Like, you're mm-hmm. supposed to get a girl super wasted if you want to fuck her. You're supposed to keep pushing because girls are just playing hard to get. Like, that kind of goes into that mentality. That's where that idea comes from. Um, I would hope that, if anything, like, over the past, like, week of revelations people see that like it's not just a meme or it's not just like a like an sjw meme or whatever but like there's like a very real pervasive idea that men are supposed to be like incredibly sexually aggressive and that kind of like using positions of power or using um the fact that she might be uncomfortable or in an awkward situation is like an acceptable way to kind of push somebody into some sort of sexual action that they wouldn't otherwise say yes to i think that is a pretty normalized part of our society and a lot of people don't like to talk about that a lot that's so weird like because to me it's like if you have to do that, it's like cheating, you know, like, like, it's just so fucking weird, man. I don't get where people get that idea. Like, I, mean, I get where they get it, but it just seems fucking stupid. I think it's also validating for some people. And this is not limited to men. This is this is common in women, too, where if they don't want you and it's like not so outward, it's kind of a challenge. And if you beat that challenge, mm. if you get them, it validates you. It means that you're good True. enough. Some people like that. True. Yeah. It's- and the, in my experience, too, just being hit on at like the store, some men don't take no as an answer. They take that as a challenge. They don't respect yeah. that. Where that's something I talk about a lot. Like people wonder, like, why do women ghost guys all the time? And it's like, well, a lot of the time, yeah. yeah, When you say no to a guy, it's like an invitation to debate you out of how you feel about it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And people, people will do that. Like, oh, I don't really want to hang out tomorrow. Like, oh, well, why not? It's like, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood. We can get in the mood. We can drink something. It's like, I don't really feel like it. Well, why do we do this? What do we? And it's like you can't just say no. And then eventually it gets flipped Mm -hmm. onto you. It's like, okay, whatever. You fucking stuck up bitch. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I just don't want to do (laughs) something. No, yeah. My cat has seen it happen on my live stream. Every guy at the club doing IRL tweets. It happens. Yeah, and then at I, some point, it's like it's yeah. just easier to ghost someone. Like, why the fuck would you even? Why would you even open yourself up to like going through the whole fucking hassle of like trying to say no when it's so difficult sometimes? Yeah, I, I saw that clip. I a, like, I like that a lot. Good, sorry. Uh, I said I've used. I have a boyfriend, even if I don't, to get them to leave me alone because it's like one of the only ones that sometimes works. And then even then, they'll be like, Definitely. "Well, they ain't gotta know. They don't have to know." And I'm just like, that- <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Well, if I if I can here, I. From from seeing all these things this weekend, it's been it's had me thinking like uh, a couple of things actually. One is that I'm really curious of what like future gaming, I guess, community events are going to be like. Like you know, like what will the next TwitchCon 
have like a major tonal shift in the post this weekend kind of world, you know, where it's like maybe more me tooified. Because I, I was really... thinking here, like how plays in the uh, in the call right now. How how safe do you actually feel at TwitchCon? Like, do you do you feel comfortable whenever you're there, or do you feel like you have to like subconsciously like do things that maybe some men aren't aware of to like be precautious or just to mm-hmm. not feel like you're at any threat at any point, whether it be at a Discord party or any of the after parties? Watching um, your drink is a good one to start. Yeah, <laughs> never always yeah. have an eye on your drink. You never put it down ever or look away. You, you know. Also, if you can get a security guard, that works. That helps a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, personally, like I said, I, I had a lot of experience, like, I don't know, partying, like, growing up and everything. I grew up in, like, L.A., so it, it didn't feel different than that. If anything, I actually felt a little bit safer because I know I had so many friends around mm-hmm. me. Um, but you still, like, you're you're careful for not only yourself, but your friends and even just mm-hmm. random people. Like, if you see a guy just being creepy, like... You have to watch out for them. You have to speak up for them and watch their drink for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. like we, we watch that kind of stuff and I've like mm-hmm. definitely seen a girl look, look uncomfortable before and like helped her before. I guess to, oh. to answer your question, Trihex, like I hope more people are that aware and that like it's like a call to action now. Like, hey, we've all experienced this. Let's all keep an eye out for each other and speak up. This Wait, is really yo. positive. I've actually just like I've gotten invited to some chess events where I'm like, I'm going to be the only girl. And there's like 60 guys and they'll be drinking. And I'm just not going to any of those straight up because I, I don't believe this like feel good stuff. Watch each other's drinks. Mm-hmm. I, nope. Just not going anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if I, I just remember this shit? Do you remember that one fucking weird dude that was with us at DreamHack? <laughs> hmm. By we explain what you mean by weird because I'm gonna be honest with you. A dream hack. There's a lot of weird dudes. Yeah, if we're yeah. talking, if we're talking, not no really narrowing it down yeah, here. No deodorants. <laughs> you know, maybe there's some like you know. Uh, <laughs> so I actually haven't thought about the story for like a year, but there was this girl that was with us that was hanging out with us. I'm pretty sure that you were there, and uh, basically we went back to like I think it was either your apartment. And we had found out that she went with this other weird guy who pretended to be part of our community, but he actually wasn't. He was just like a predator that was just like getting it on, trying to at least with this girl. And he ended up like creeping her the fuck out. And like, I don't remember like what all the real details were, but it was like really bad. And I, I like if S fund was here, he'd be able to probably remember more than I do. But I haven't even thought about that in a long time. Cause like usually, you know, like I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, I've never heard any of, the, any of this stuff happen. But actually, yeah, I have. Do you remember? I, um, I don't know if we, if anybody's mentioned it in the context or anything, but do you remember that one girl? Um, it, she was like Asian streamer girl. I don't know where she was streaming at, but there was the guy, I think it was a mod or a donor that showed up and like turned her camera over to like oh, start talking. I remember yeah. that. So she oh, was like, yeah, I was streaming, I talking that. to some guy that was being like really, really like kind of a little bit too creepy, but like maybe he was just being weird. It's hard to say. And but at f- one point he tried to like turn her camera off or turn it over or whatever and like try to like get her to go home with him. And it was like, holy I shit. I remember that. Man. It was on, I think it was on live stream Phil, correct? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and it, she noticed that and she freaked out and yeah, it was, that was very weird. Very, mm-hmm. very weird. Another thing you have to figure too, because like people will point out, well, this isn't most interactions with guys, you know, it's just some or whatever. Even if it's only like 5%, 
like that's more than enough to taint every single interaction you have too, right? Like mm-hmm. if they, like if you know that there's like like it's, it's really really weird as a guy because you never think about this, right? Because if anyone's getting killed, it's usually the girl that happens in the situations because of like physical overpowering and everything, right? Like even if only five percent of your interactions have a chance to go like really 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 fucked up, like that's just something you don't consider as a guy. But you know, as a girl, like it'd be like really scary sometimes, like where every single date is like a potential like disaster waiting to fucking happen or something, you know. That's like how people develop racist tendencies too. You know, they have like a bad experience with somebody of another race and then Mm -hmm. that just gives them that feeling of everybody of that race. Yeah, it could. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I have a question for you guys, um, specifically more the dudes in in here. Um, Like if you were to witness maybe someone acting inappropriately or getting grabby or something that just made you feel like either you were uncomfortable or the the girl or, or whoever was uncomfortable, like what's what goes through your head in that instance in in my mind i would look at how to like i would try to talk to her like get her away from him for a minute yeah avoid the conflict yeah confrontation just kind of like like, i don't want to have a conflict at all if if there's a conflict you never know that like oh what if i just get up and i stand in front Mm -hmm. of him i i I like fucking confront him directly in front of everybody who's to say that guy's not going to take it out on the girl later on Mm. So like this isn't some kind of like hard ass you know beat your chest feel good about it thing you could actually be answer. hurting somebody yeah. so uh, I'd try to get them uh, by themselves and be like listen do you want to go home or like or what that'd be the first thing I'd do one of the uh, most intelligent things I think I also saw this on Reddit was um, there was like a guy that was following a girl and they were saying some like they were obviously like really trying to she didn't she was trying to walk away from him mm-hmm. and so one of these guys walked up and was like hey what's up man can i take a selfie with you and he's like oh yeah let's and they take a picture together gives time to the girl to walk away and get to her friends and then leave it was like really well done mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. i love that mm-hmm. and that is five head mm-hmm. there's like there's yeah. a lot of little like tricks like that to get people away from them but the like the truth is, is for a lot of these encounters, like these are people that they know pretty well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be really hard. Like you can even pull away somebody from somebody that is maybe like being abusive towards them. And they'll be like, no, like it's my friend. Like it's okay. He wouldn't do that. Cause for a lot of people, like a lot of people genuinely don't think that anything mm-hmm. bad, you know, is going to happen until it does or until there's like a tipping point. Mm-hmm. So like really for a lot of this stuff, like if you know friends or people that could be in these situations, like you're the best one to keep an eye out for it. Like, mm-hmm. it, like if you've got a personal relationship with someone and, and unfortunately the way that works with abusive relationships you can't just force them out right you just have to make sure that they know that you're available if you ever want to talk about anything and like sometimes that's the most you can do but uh, like it's really about like holding friends accountable and not not having to rely on like a stranger hopefully intervening and then hopefully having the person being abused you know have the wherewithal to go with the other person or separate themselves from the event like that's a really hard thing to do as well i kind of have a question for the guys this is kind of a very specific one and like i very open-ended so there was a specific instance, and I think it was the Haley baby was talking about this guy named Satellizer. And um, Satellizer tries to defend themselves. Haley puts out another statement. But what ended up happening was there were three other really big kind of YouTubers and Twitch streamers that came out and they told their side. And they said, Haley's telling the truth. I was there. And every single one of their accounts said, I was there and I saw it. Is there anything that you guys would do differently in a situation now, knowing all these stories, if you saw your friend kind of doing something and you were unsure about it? I, well, maybe I, would, ask him. I definitely will act differently as a result. And I, I hope that extends to a lot of the people that are watching. Um, I guess I'll like, you know, I, I think maybe hopefully give some people some, some courage here. Like I, I didn't 
really understand, I think, what how pervasive this is and just like how oppressive it is for, for women in everyday like life. I, I know that like Amaranth, you and I have talked about um, the gaming industry and, and, and a lot of the, the trouble that broadcasters have. Um, mm-hmm. Holy shit. In real life like this, because and, and some of the stories that Amaranth uh, told me when we were talking about this, uh, just about your everyday life, going to restaurants, like things like that. It's so... Yeah, yeah. I I think that awareness of these issues is so important because if you can get, I I know I will act differently if I see a guy being super creepy to a girl. Like I think that's something that I might have passed over before and just been like, that's probably fine. You know, I I don't want to get involved or yeah. yeah. Dude, when I was in my twenties, they would say, "Oh, bro, you're cock blocking." Like there's literally like Mm. a word for that, and people can say that, and then they're like, "Oh, bro, I'm sorry, but like." you you could discourage something like somebody from making a difference in something bad that could really happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because oftentimes like depending on how you approach that and how desperate the guy is, like that might be the end of your friendship depending on, on how you try to resolve that. So like, yeah, people can get, take it like really, really, really poorly. Yeah. I think I, like, um, one thing uh, that, that I'm going to try to do more is that like the girl and the guy in this situation they were happy and hanging out together and everything was chill and then they left and that's whenever things went bad. So I think that trying to follow up with people after they get isolated by another person, because it's like, you know, from my perspective, she's having a good time with this guy. Everything's fine. Like why, why would I expect anything different? She's smiling. She's happy. Everything's okay. And so like what really went wrong was what happened whenever they got alone. And and Mm -hmm. I think that following up whenever that happens, that's really what I think I'll probably do differently. How do you realistically do that, though? That sounds so difficult. Like for the women in the call, what do we do? do? Yeah. Okay. So I actually kind of tweeted about this um, the other day. So I'll just try and reiterate it. But basically, before they leave, like if you have the chance to talk to them or maybe you have their number and you can message them like, hey, if you feel uncomfortable or weird or anything at all, like maybe you could come up with a code word or like, you know, because now I'm making it more this scenario based, but maybe you could come up with a code word, like just text me this word, like something that you need to explain to them is you won't question them. Like, Oh, well, why did you go there? If Mm -hmm. they said that they were going over here or why did you let him do that? Or, well, why did you, you know, like just make it very clear that you're not going to judge or question them, that your number one concern is just going to be removing them from the situation. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes I think when, when assault is beginning to happen, I think that a lot of people pick up on it, but they don't want to admit it fully. And then they realize that just something is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and even though they can't pin it and then, then that's when they really don't want to speak up because they're like, I don't want to look crazy or I don't want to look like I'm scared for no reason and make this guy a bad guy when he's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, that's something that you can warn them about before they even leave. Or if they have left, just send them a message. Yeah. Like be the bad guy for her. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to be the bad yeah. guy. Be, be, be the bad guy. Yeah. A lot of women in the moment are afraid to say no out of fear of what will happen. If they say no, the guy could mm-hmm. follow them home. He could, you know, do something to them there where they don't have any way to get help either. It's just fearful. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a thing that is helpful if you are going to a place with girls already to let them know that you got their back and to have that safety net. Otherwise they may not do it when the time comes, whether they're sober or not. 
I would mm-hmm. say something that like is general advice for girls that are doing like Tinder hookups and stuff is usually before you go to especially to some other person's house um, is usually you have at least one friend that you're supposed to check in with in like two or three hours or at a given time. Yep. And then if you don't, that friend calls you with a reason to leave if you don't say anything. So yep. if you tell a friend like, hey, like I'm going out of seven, like I'll, te- I'll text you by 10 or whatever. If they don't text you by 10 and you call them at like 1001, it's like, hey, listen, I need you to come home real quick so that they have like a call. They have an excuse to leave or whatever, like stuff like that. And you always give like addresses and names of like places you're going and who you're going. Exactly. With mm-hmm. Always give an address yeah. of where you're going to be. Always. Yeah. No. And even like, honestly, there are times where even if I'm just Ubering to the store or something, I'm like, Hey mom, I'm sharing my location with you for the rest of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause there are times where I just feel uncomfortable and I like, I want this to be tracked. I want someone to know exactly where I'm at because That's what- like I said, they can give you an address and take you somewhere else. And now your friend has the wrong address. That's actually what I wanted to talk with earlier. Um, way earlier when you were asking about what would the guys in this call do if, if given that scenario. And uh, this was like my woke moment on this whole thing here was whenever I, I realized that like my girlfriend, uh, when she, you know, needs to like, you know, whatever, get an Uber somewhere, you know, for her, it's much more complicated than me as a male. Whereas, you know, I'm like, okay, Uber, whatever. It's like, 11 p.m. I'm stuck, you know, down where, wherever the fuck because of some, you know, let's say in the middle of TwitchCon weekend, right? I'm at some party like eight blocks out. I get an Uber. I don't care, whatever. We, we move on. As a female, especially if you're alone, whole different scenario there, right? You're like hesitant. You're looking for a, a buddy to like, to like go with. Like you don't want to be the only woman getting picked up by the stranger. You don't even know. The accountability here is very, very low, especially getting an Uber randomly in downtown San Jose or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, and yeah, uh, really, especially really with all like every time I get into an Uber, it seems like there's they have stories of their female relatives and friends experience sex trafficking with Ubers who aren't very. Yeah. You know, very every time people. I go someplace, if I like if a girl is like Ubering around with me, like she'll like call like rideshare or some shit. I've met a surprising number of girls that be like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, why do you use this fucking app? And it's like I've had really bad experiences with Uber or like a guy tried to drive me like 20 minutes out of the way before. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a pretty wow. common experience or maybe not common, but like it happens enough that like people are worried about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's um, something I never thought about. I was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But this is like even a couple of years ago when I realized that. Yeah, I think oh. that's like something that a lot of people miss because people are always like, oh, like you should never be in this situation. Like you can always blah, blah, blah. And like to some extent, yeah, there are precautions you can take. But man, like not everybody is like fucking on guard from like crazy right. shit 24 fucking seven. You know, not everybody wants to feel, you know, like, oh, well, how much did you drink when you I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, as a guy, when I if I drink too much going out, the thought is never like, well, if I drink too much, I'm going to get raped. Like that's nothing I ever think about in my entire life. And, and the fact right. that people point is like, well, listen, man, how much did you drink? And it's like, well, I don't know. Not enough that I deserve this, you know, but people yeah. like act like, yeah, that if you don't take the precautions, it's your fault. Like it's the same thing as inviting basically like vile behavior, which is really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Rationalizing the behavior, I think, is the most disgusting thing. Yeah. It's a huge problem as a result of like the last week or so too. Uh, mm-hmm. There's 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 so much justification that people are trying to do around all this. I was gonna say adapt that. That's what me and my girlfriends did. My friend got married last year, and we went on bachelorette party in Vegas, and it was just all girls. So we all were in like a group chat, and we mm-hmm. made sure that we shared our locations with each other the entire trip, and that we all stayed like that. in a group and. We went to the bathrooms like one of us went with them like we never went mm-hmm. anywhere alone mm-hmm. yeah and I, I like i usually don't give into chat but i saw like when i said that there there are some idiots like paranoid you know but fuck that if you're reading this and, and if you don't be afraid to be paranoid okay 
because being paranoid, you might just feel happier that you're paranoid in, instead of another feeling. Okay. Well, and the thing is like, sorry, sorry, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to say, what do you like anybody that thinks that being paranoid, like, what do you think the odds of something bad happening are? Like realistically, what are the odds? Like, I'd actually be curious to see what the chat's odds are for that. 1%? The point is... Guess how many, guess how many 1% chance drop mounts I have in a well. while. Yeah, or if you're doing something exactly. like every it's single 1% day. chances yeah. happen all the time. 1% is enough to justify paranoia and cautiousness. 100%. Yeah. 100%. People are actually, the side thing, like people like um, psychologically are really bad at dealing with probability, you know? Um, actually, I guess you being a WoW player should be a lot different, but like, because in real life, you know, 20% yeah. chance of something happening, it's like never happening. 20% chance, that fucking happens all the time. Are you serious? Like, if you're farming yeah. rare drops, 20%, that's not even rare. Like, that's like common, you know? Um, yep. Yeah, people have a really hard time, like, mentally understanding mm -hmm. percentages. I think also the, the discussions that we're having about like how we conduct ourselves at conventions and things are really, really important because I don't know about you guys, but I was raised very, very Christian, religious, tiger mom, strict household. I wasn't told, yeah. here's how you conduct yourself at a party. It was just don't go to the parties. Same. So yeah. From my <laughs> teenage years. Yeah. Definitely. And so 18, 20, I, ha I had to learn how to navigate through parties through experience. And I'm like, I think it's also on us as, you know, parents that, or people in the sphere to talk to younger girls and tell them, hey, here's what you do. Because your parents are going to tell you, just don't go to the fucking party. You need to know buddy system, location mm -hmm. on, don't drink too much, keep your drink by you at all times. People really don't talk about this to young girls. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, they have to learn through experience and trauma. Yeah, that's a good a point. I worked at a club and they gave us a rundown when I... It's like the first day at the job, they're like, if you think someone's following you home, make sure you change your route and call someone and come back. Like, it was a rundown because apparently it had happened a lot. Like, I think the day I started, like, someone had got, like, found, like, all chopped up or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, shit, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> so, jeez, um, I learned it from my mom because she, like, grew up in Mexico. And, and my mom has, like, kind of the same level of paranoia dealing with things and since I was a kid, um, I've been almost kidnapped by a guy in a van while walking home from school. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at a magazine center um, waiting for the school bus. And some guy asked me if he could give me a ride to school because he claimed his daughter went to my school, too. Um, and I had to lay down and hide in a ditch one time from some guy following me in his car. And I was like running and like, I don't know, these people saying one percent, I just feel like are so out of touch. Or yeah. maybe they just live in a well, different kind of community or something. The yeah. reason why I ask that is because I think everybody knows that it's higher than 1%, but yeah. that's the number that probably comes to mind. And even at 1%, if you play any game that has a drop chance, like probability mechanic, you know that 1% happen all the fucking time. That was the point I was making is like 1% mm -hmm. is not that uncommon at all. No, I agree with you completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let yeah. me ask one more thing here, actually. So, uh, another thing, uh, any, uh, for the ladies here, have y'all ever like taken a ride share and like had to like lie about where you were going because you didn't want this driver who you don't know or don't trust to know explicitly <laughs> all where you live yeah. or where you were specifically oh, yeah. heading? Yeah, mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I always try and pick the corner instead of the place. Mm -hmm. I, right. I'll get dropped off at my house, but I've had people be like, oh, you live here? Do you have roommates? And I'm like, yep. Yep, always. Yeah, and a big, a big, big black yeah. dude, yo. He's yeah, he's he's super <laughs> territorial. Yeah, we're gonna start being like the Home Alone movie with like people moving in the window, you know, like the cardboard cutouts. 
I'm gonna yeah, say I got three roommate. boyfriends and they kill people. <laughs> my boyfriends are angry. They will fucking kill you. Yeah. That's honestly that's a good idea to do with anybody in any situation, not like anywhere. Like a lot of times, like if I ever hung out with like a shady group of people, I would always get dropped off before because I wasn't sure if they're gonna rob my parents' house or they're gonna do some weird shit. So I always got dropped off mm-hmm. in the corner. And not to mention recently I had someone come to me and I realized for like ordering apps, you know, the food ordering. I think you should yep. like actually like change your name and like make it way more yep. anonymous. Cause I had someone order to me and they left this comment saying, yo, ape gang, baby, hell yeah. Glad I got to deliver your food. And instantly in my head, I thought, okay, this dude definitely rubbed his dick in this. Like, but I was, I was so <laughs> fucking hung. Honestly, I was so hungry. I ate it anyway. So I just said, fuck it. But like, like realistically, that, it was a little tampered with, but I was so hungry. Everything else closed. The delivery app closed. I said, fuck it. I ate it. But like, hey, it's, hey, it's sketchy out there. So. Yeah, Good thing it wasn't a hate watcher. Shit. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like the way I talk, yeah. especially like like the way I talk is very like you know it's very aggressive, and I talk in a way where like I don't mean it to be that way, but that's just how it is. And I could I could see like I'm hoping to God it's someone that understands my humor versus someone that's like t- getting mad. If it was someone that's mad, mm-hmm. he definitely did some fucked up shit to that thing. But either way, it was good. The other t- the other spice is overwhelmed whatever he did. So <laughs> I guess fuck it. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the, okay, the problem got- the, the problem was I ordered tzatziki sauce on it, so you guys, you guys know that's just priority. <laughs> you know, anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I kind of have a question for the guys. This yeah, this movement oh. was a little different, in my opinion. Um, have you all ever had a time where a woman has made advances to you that made you uncomfortable, but you didn't feel okay about talking about it or saying mm. anything because you're like, oh, I'm a guy. This is a woman. I should be able yeah. to handle it. Mm. Good question. The most that I've ever had to deal with is just um, people that I just think aren't genuine. They just they just like want something. Um, I've never had any kind of experience like where I'm legitimately uncomfortable. Is genuine a different word than genuine, or is that just your pronunciation of it? I think I'm just saying it weird. Uh, no, because he really <laughs> likes the singer. No, because I think genuine's a rapper. Yeah, I believe genuine's I, I, a rapper. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm too old to know any rappers, dude. I, I don't know. All of the rappers these days have like numbers and letters: twenty-five beavers, thirty-one coins. I don't know, man. I'm too. In old. every single color. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if any of you uh, saw this here, but there was a, a female at one of the Twitch like parties. It was like the VIP Twitch like after party thing. And she was like touching Felix's leg while he was almost passed out drunk. And I kind of, I didn't want to get too crazy because I was like, okay, these Twitch people would probably have no fucking like, uh, they wouldn't care if they banned me. You know what I mean? Like they'll keep inviting Felix. But if I, if I punch her right now, <laughs> if I punch her straight in the fucking face right now, they'll ban me and I'm going to look like the bad guy. And I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Like, even though I did the right thing, I'd still get in trouble. So I, I stopped her and I looked at her friend and I said, you better take her out of here now before I beat the shit out of her. I'm giving you two seconds because of the place, but you better take her out right now. Girl, I would have been gone. I would have grew an extra leg and been out that bitch real fast. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She, she went and she got their friend so fast. Cause her friend was like five foot two, like just. I mean, she would have got her world rocked. Like, if, if it wasn't a Twitch party, <laughs> it would have been over. And I don't even like hitting people, but the fact that he was almost passed out drunk and she was taking advantage of him like that just set me off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have a little, little event she, that happened. Mm-hmm. So we're at TwitchCon and, uh, Ms. Kiff was there. I think Ms. Kiff can probably corroborate the story too. Wait, 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 uh, wait here. 
uh like last year okay. <laughs> and so there's like this drunk chick that we were with and like her leg or sorry her arm just seemed to make its way and it's her hand make its way into my onto my leg and onto like my thigh and to me it's like like i'll be honest this doesn't make me uncomfortable at all but it's also i know that like you're probably not supposed to do this either and it was pretty mm -hmm. fucking weird but uh i just kind of ignored it it was like and she uh, at some point i think she was like almost fucking dual wielding you know like is i like Ms. Kip was sitting on one side of her i was sitting on the other <laughs> it's got two hands you know what i mean it, it was just kind of weird <laughs> dude, I, asthma, I, saw, dude. <laughs> I saw a lot of there were some women on the spreadsheets like i i know of women to women on uh, uncomfortability that's not my story mm. to share and i'm waiting to see if they're gonna come forward or not oh shit i am yeah. okay so this movement is so different to me because there have been kind of me too movements and i've always felt exiled from it um about two years ago i shared my story and i was taken advantage of by a woman um when i was much younger and i mean it was it was almost essentially a full on rape. That's really what it was. She was trying to uh, turn me out, even though I was straight for her mm -hmm. own validation. Mm -hmm. And my sexuality is not a, a pawn for your validation. Um, and I came out with this story on a podcast with a quarter of a million, 200 or 300,000 views. And literally nobody fucking cared. Not a single person mm -hmm. said anything about it. And it just kind of like destroyed me. And I didn't know how to heal. So I actually ended up calling this woman directly and telling her everything. Um, and that was very powerful and very healing for me. But in this, what, what it felt like was two years ago, the Me Too movement felt more like I hate men, kill all men. Yeah. And I wasn't included in that because my abuser was a lesbian woman. And it didn't fit the narrative that some of these people were trying to push. So for the first time people are actually talking about female abusers. And I think it's so important to talk about that because there are probably men that have been touched by a woman or even a guy, mm -hmm. especially when they were younger, and they don't feel comfortable coming out about it. Right. So it, especially because the communities that were supporting this before were very liberal, very LGBTQ. And so as soon as you accuse a homosexual man or a lesbian woman, they don't want to hear your story. And like this week it's been a lot a lot different and i'm finally able to actually kind of get that healing and associate myself with this movement and i even saw some guys come out with their stories too and i, I think it's really important to talk about that yeah yeah well, the worst part is like whenever there's like some fucking some fucking middle school teacher that's getting it on with her 11 year old mm -hmm. male student I was just and they that, take yeah. a picture of her and she's like a six and you have all the guys in the comments are like, oh, man, dude, what a lucky guy. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, this kid's fucking traumatized and it's just oh, right. it's so fucked up. Yeah. The last time I, I was on I this, actually, we were talking about that. And then that one girl subject. left the call. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we oh. talked about it because it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, she, yeah. she messaged me. She left because like Adept said in this situation, it's not my story to tell. But yeah, there was something like in that ballpark with her. So she left. But mm -hmm. yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, last time I think we talked about it and I went over that as well. And I was saying that, you know, it's not my place to say how he felt. And, you know, Here, here's if, what if I think if, if it was damaging for him. But like there was a point like way back in the day. And I think like I think what like 
made it seem like what made it seem like oh yeah my man like you know what i mean like good shit right like what made it that way is like especially in our age in our time is porn right like the, 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 the way porn was viewed in our time was like you know these are the like true like leaders of right like and like since like this well, was no, here's what it is man. i think that's it's why like, it was seen this way so, even by me even by me it's, it's like there's times where i had like a teacher where, you know i'm like damn you know like right so i don't know it was just i don't think that's what it is dude i think what, that it's the it difference it's like you know whenever you see like a picture of a mcdonald's hamburger and a fucking like a commercial and it yes. looks delicious and amazing yes. and then you get the mcdonald's hamburger and it's this nasty ass floppy piece of shit yeah and so anyway it's kind of the same thing with expectations and reality the expectation like is that, to have like this like hot relationship with this I like, like really you know yeah. hot fucking you know sophomore in college like student aid but the truth is it's like this really weird predatory thing mm -hmm. that scars you for the rest of your life and you're just yeah. like not happy about it at all i like so it, it's like i think that's yeah. the reason why people think that is that they don't have the empathy to put themselves in the position of the other person and that that's really what it is but i think the main difference with what bose is saying is this this time around i feel like the main reason is because the men are allies and not enemies mm. and that that's been a very big uh, it's been a very big focal point in my mind seeing as many guys come out and instead of trying to rationalize it and also there's no place to rationalize a lot of these they're just fucking awful and actually like listening and, and being helpful and you know all of that i think that's why it's been a lot different and i think that's why it's also been more productive yeah I think I've noticed too, like two years ago when we were seeing these posts, they essentially said, kill all men. Men are disgusting. Men, men, men. And it just mm -hmm. kind of grouped everyone together. But right. a lot of us women in gaming, we've had strong relationships with men throughout our lives. So we kind of knew to draw a dichotomy yeah. between those men and the men that we know, love, and have supported us for years. And I mm -hmm. think it made more people feel inclined to men to support the movement because they weren't thrown into a bucket with all of these dudes. Right. Well, it's also like these guys, you see these fucking posts and these guys, it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it's genuinely what? fucking embarrassing. Like, how like the way they them? act towards women. Yeah. The, the, like, it's pathetic. <laughs> like and, and like nobody like this is me right asmongold sits in my room plays video games all day i feel like frank sinatra i i feel like a pimp next to these people and it's so sad so like you immediately get like all of these guys thinking oh my god this is actually really bad this is so terrible. And that's the first thing for me. Like I said this before the call, I'll be the first to admit this. I thought it was just going to be some fucking, you know, uh, oh, we had sex and I regretted it. So it's rape or some weird shit like that. And I assumed it was like just girls making up bullshit. That was like kind of where I started. And I started reading these posts, man. And I was wrong. I have no problem admitting that I was fucking wrong. It was way worse than I had ever expected. So it was so heartwarming, kind of in an odd yeah. way, but it, was, yeah. it is. It is. Um, if you still want to hear like more it. about, like, um, has have 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 men been on the receiving end of these stories? I think it was like the the question we were on wait forever ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, not quite 
not really has happened to me, but what I can what I can tell you about that might make this like perhaps applicable to the situation is that uh particularly for me because I went to high school in the, in the South in Louisiana, rural Louisiana at that. And uh, I don't know if this is like a uniquely a Southern thing or just like a generalized like high school thing, but like virginity shaming was like a really, really big thing. Like yep. You were like, you were a fucking loser if you were not chasing poon and crushing <laughs> puss every weekend. Because all, all the dudes would just like brag about that all the time. And it didn't matter how it was done, manipulate, lie, whatever you had to do to get in the, get in them draws. Isn't that ironic? Was, was how, like, how, how, how of Southern like, females. <laughs> Like literally yeah, like toxic locker room opposite. rhetoric all day long, complete objectification, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it, like, dude, there, there were many times where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would have, I guess, been my turn to brag about whatever I did that weekend. And I didn't do shit other than like, you know, did the Asmund Gold special here, just play games all day, you know, nerd up my basement or whatever may be here. And uh, so I, just, I would just kind of like, I was like uncomfortable and I would kind of just pass because I had nothing mm-hmm. to report, quote unquote. And I'm just like, man, this is like normalized shit right now. It's so, so freaking weird. And I, I can tell all of them like kind of made it a competition. They would all make it like you know, uh, a race. You know how many how many girls can I manipulate and and yeah. slam mm-hmm. and just add it to my trophy wall? And I hate that that was really a, that, that was a thing. But that's that's definitely like the thing that I saw that made me like I don't know uncomfortable. That shit always made the, me the so uncomfortable, man. Like yeah. people did that where I was at too. I never liked that. That's weird. I feel like a lot of people grew up in that kind of culture, though. What made you shift away from that? Uh, I never away. Yeah, exactly. Again, my question to you actually is: Is that a southern thing, or is that just like is that most high school? Is that like a a rule? I think that's like a international thing. I would argue that's like a pretty widespread thing today. I don't think that ever went away. Yeah, our priorities might have shifted a little bit because we're a little bit older now. But that's we see it. Yeah, we 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 see it glorified everywhere, whether it's music or anything like that. Like it just comes down to, like in my opinion, to be careful with. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even trying to explain that part, but like, I think what you're referring to when you say manipulate to add to the trophy wall, are you just talking about the game? Are you talking about like, you know, back in high school, there was, you know, the cool dudes, the cool girls, and the dudes would brag about who they slept with. The chicks would brag about, you know, which captain um, they were with. Like, are you talking about that I'll, game? I'll, I'll throw you an example here, right? So, yeah, I had, a, I had a person I knew, and he would just like, he would just call girls and just lie and say anything to get them to come over or to allow or, you know, the goal was to either she comes over and they fuck or he goes over to their crib and they fuck. You know, that was like mm-hmm. the, but of course, you know, everyone's like 17, 18. Someone has some vehicles. They're trying to like figure out where they can go because most of them live yeah. with their parents one way or another here. Yes. So mm-hmm. for, for him, it was all about just like saying whatever he can say to get him to say yes. So it was like, it was in, in that regard, if you can, we can, if we can conclude that, you know, lying or putting up a false narrative is manipulation in some factor or in some form. That's what he can do. There's a there's a spectrum, but yeah, I would agree. There I mean, like spectrum, I think I that think the so. one uh, the one silver lining on this is that I know a lot of you guys probably had friends like that in high school, and mm-hmm. now uh, they've got like two kids who fucking hate their life, <laughs> and like you know with, with yeah. two different girls that they're paying child support to, and they have yeah. to deal with these fucking kids, and then the two uh. girls hate each other, and it's constantly a problem. That's- like. I have a friend that lives up the street from me. Fucking, I've never. He's ne- always pissed off. 
always <laughs> that's this why sometimes i always push back on this though you're gonna meet some genuinely horrible people in your life and they're actually gonna have great lives they're gonna have great wives they're gonna have great jobs and they're mm-hmm. gonna like do better than you in every single way there's not like a global karma that like keeps track of horrible actions that people do like sometimes this is one of the reasons why it's so important to hold like people accountable because there are a lot of people that do a lot of fucked up shit growing up that never have repercussions for it they make it through their, their entire existence just fine but yeah, you know, I, I know that like cause sometimes it sucks really hard when you look at somebody that was like horrible fucking piece of shit in high school and you go check on their Facebook now and their life it's is like perfect, like happens. What? And, and oh, like looking Paul. Yeah, basically, yeah. And they can continue to even that's do those why, things too. That's why on my Instagram, I always make so so people refer to so the people you're talking about are the Chads of the high mm-hmm. school, right? And I always refer like, like when, when people refer to like older men our age as like who the chat is, I always say that's actually a bad thing. I actually make fun of those people because like it's not good to be that. What, what you just explained right there, Asmin, is literally what every chat in high school ended up being, right? Like yeah. ended up having two kids, like didn't plan, right? Like everything peaked at high school. That was the chat. That's why I always make fun of kids who use that as some sort of compliment. True. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it could be I don't know. I know a lot thing. of people that were pieces of shit in high school. When I look at them now, they're working at some bullshit firm because their dad got them a job there because their family's always been wealthy and connected. And they seem like they've got like a wife and they're doing fine. Like, I, I don't know. I see a lot of those people that were like pieces of shit in high school that are doing just fine later on in life. I think that if you're looking for like, um, if you're looking for some type of good feeling that they got their comeuppance, a lot of the times that'll never happen. Oh, luckily I went to a ghetto school. So after <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like your yeah. addition of Facebook follow-up destiny Mm-mm. is a pretty boring one. Uh, mine is always like juicy because it's it's out, again I was in a rural area, so for those yeah. who never like yeah. got out of that small country town or whatever, mm-hmm. they uh, it's always like like Asmund Globe was saying here, just like yep. two mm-hmm. kids, yep. you know, just completely unplanned baby, probably obviously they look pissed off all the time. And it's just they complain about each other on Facebook. Yeah, you go to each other's wall. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's all all that stuff like. Yep. Hanging all the dirty laundry, like, and they're usually, and of, and of course, passive aggressive quotes that you can yeah. infer has yes. something to do with their dysfunctional relationship. And they're usually yeah, the details that nobody wants to hear. And they're yep. usually Trump supporters. Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, Jesus, you're <laughs> doing so well. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, no, but I, um, I guess I, I, I know that what Destiny is saying is true. I want to believe there's like a a global karma tracking system. I mean, I don't know. For some of the people in the gaming industry that I, you know, I had that feeling for a long time, like, I don't know about this person. For this kind of stuff to come out and to confirm that uh, was was kind of vindicating, I think, and hopefully was for a lot of people because there's a lot of people that will never work in the industry again after this and that they absolutely should not have been there in the first place. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely on the side of Aswin for a lot of things he said. And... With that said, I think it's important that we don't entirely blanket situations. But the stories that I did read, I was very surprised, man. Like some of the things that I read, the detail, like there was one specific one that I read that was, it was, it was some, it was just, it was some graphic shit. Like it was the really. The f- one? That one was yeah, the yeah. hardest one for me to read. That was. I'll be honest, I haven't yeah. read it because I just it's I feel like I kind of know her a little, you know, and and I don't know. It's just hard for me it's, to read it. It's I didn't want to open it because yeah. I was yeah I was told like a completely mm. Wait, di- I was told a completely different story and like to, to given a different set of circumstances with like different evidences like way beforehand. And when I read that, like everything just it, it was just it was some fucked up shit, uh. but really bad. But like I think it's still important to uh step away from that understand that man that was bad that was really really bad 
man, I'm still, I don't know. That was crazy. Like I, I remember first time I heard about that, man, I was like, well, how do you know Josh is even telling you the truth? Like that was the first thing I wondered. Cause it's like, I don't know, man. It's like whenever you, it's like you walk like a duck, you look like a duck. If it looks, you start quacking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know what? Maybe Waddle it's like maybe duck, it's a fucking duck. Mm-hmm. Start shitting. I love that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say that like way more than I should, but it's always relevant for a lot of shit. Are you self- that's exactly how I feel about that guy. You have some truth to it, though. So. But that guy, and even the situation with her, she had mentioned it and referred to it a lot. Like that's kind of also why I didn't want to read it too, because I'm like, I already know. I know. And I, I don't even like, I don't want to read it and I don't want to have that in my mind, basically. But I already knew. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. It was, it was pretty bad. Like, I mean, it was really bad, actually. Like, not pretty bad. It was really bad. Yeah. I was surprised, honestly. Like, I didn't expect it to be like that. Neither I did thought I. it would just be like kind of some. Like Adept said, I knew beforehand as well. And I had, like, yeah. and I was given a completely different, like, account. And I, like, I still read it and it was like, there was so much that was left out and missed. And it was just, it was really bad. That was, that was, man. How do you guys feel about, um, there's some men that are taking legal action against the allegations. Um, I noticed that there was a really huge allegation from OMG. It's Firefox that was actually removed today. And the guy that she was accusing made a statement that said that he had lawyered up. To my knowledge, I think if his attorneys were to send her a cease and desist, she would have to delete the posts, which I think would cause skepticism about whether her allegations were true or not. And I'm kind of wondering, like, what do you guys see coming on the horizon with guys trying to take legal action? Uh, well, I think so that real, they... Say, real quick, just so we have an understanding of like the legal terms, because um, I see a lot of people on, on Reddit lawyers that are saying different things. So a cease and desist is basically just uh, putting somebody on notice that if they don't cease a certain behavior, you're going to take them to court. A cease and desist, like in and of itself, doesn't mean that you're suing somebody or doesn't mean in and of itself you've taken legal action against them. It's more just like if you're going to take somebody to civil court, usually a judge wants to see like, hey, have you tried to resolve this before just throwing, you know, a court case at this person? And usually a cease and desist is the way that you go about doing that, right? Like, well, look, I've told this person to stop. I sent them a cease and desist, it was signed and everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now I'm taking them to court because I haven't stopped. Um, yeah, that, that's the, the first the first part of that. And then the second part is that if you were to take somebody to court for like a false allegation, if there's no like police report or whatever filed, then these are all going to be like civil cases as well. I don't know how important that'll be to the upcoming conversation, but go for it. Oh, of course it is. I mean, like civil court cases are, uh, they're much more gray. I feel than Mm -hmm. like criminal courses Mm -hmm. cases. I, I don't know a whole lot about that, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously if you're a guy and you're getting falsely accused of something, you should absolutely lawyer the fuck up, shut the fuck up, and do what they tell you to do. And that's a smart thing to do. And usually whenever I see a guy that like after the allegations, uh, you know, assuming like how credible they are, instead of just immediately disagreeing with them and like writing a whole thing, they just shut the fuck up. I will usually take that more seriously than if somebody just starts going and like, you know, trying to like argue it and like they're, uh, you know, opposing to it longer, basically. You really think so? 
I feel like for some of the responses to some of the allegations, I feel like the guys did a really good job of putting up like, this is what happened. This is why I disagree with what's going on. Um, and then this is, so yeah. for, I think Badger was one that had put up like a decent number yeah. of documentation. Like, okay, well, hold on. This is what was going on. Like, I disagree with her characterization of that. Sometimes I feel like the silence looks really bad. Like if and, there's like a really big accusation comes out and the person has nothing to say at all. I feel like, oh, okay. That's kind of, I, I agree actually with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I do. Because I know whenever the accusations came out against Swifty, there were a lot of people who criticized him not responding to it immediately. And I think it just matters about like how much actual proof you have. How you respond, yeah. yeah. Like Swifty basically came out and was like, well, actually, my mom yeah. and my sister and every girl I've ever met says I'm a gentleman, so suck it. And then he just also, like screamed. Well, like, yeah. Also, remaining silent for too long, people have already labeled you that for so long, they're not going to change it. Exactly. They, they're not going to look at your evidence. They're not going to look at the report. Nothing. They're not going to look. They're, that's yeah. it. You're done. You're over in their eyes. And that is a majority of people because majority of people are kind of lazy and don't care that much, but they will care enough to criticize. Yeah. I think in order to keep this platform that gives a voice and gives justice to so many different people, there needs to be an oversight and accountability. So sure, the number of false allegations versus accusations is way smaller. It could be even 1% to the 99%, but that 1% still needs to be held accountable and there needs to be an oversight to that. If they're not held accountable, then it's only going to chip away at the credibility of the overall platform and take away the platform from people who actually need it. And that's one thing I haven't really seen many people talk about, but I think it's very important. And that's my two cents for that. I think I, a lot I, of people talk about it. I agree completely. I, yeah. I'm also worried, though, about people that use that as a shield to keep women from coming out and telling these stories. And I kind of like that was like one of the big arguments that I like when I kind of got into this with my chat and was trying to explain why this is so important that like these systems of social accountability exist so that we can, because when these other systems like the justice system fail us that don't work for like things like sexual misconduct, um, that I I was really, I was, you know, the, the, the big argument that I got was, well, there's, there's false positives. You know, there's like, we have to consider all these people that might be getting falsely accused. It's like, well, we do need to acknowledge that. And I think Twitch, um, for what it's worth, like so far, has been doing a pretty good job of removing people that they have credible evidence towards and then investigating the rest. And I know the trust and safety team is very hard at work doing that as we speak. Um, I worry that some that, that certain people might not understand the gravity of these situations and use that as a shield in order to like sort of justify that we shouldn't be having these conversations at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, like they just come out and they fucking admit it. <laughs> what happened? Did you see that? Yeah, no. I saw it. Look at his hand. No, we can't see what's in his hand. Does he have cheat celery crackers? What the fuck is a celery cracker? Um, also, I just want to point that like the main point of a lot of that is just because someone deleted their tweet and all their proof doesn't mean they were lying or that it didn't actually happen. Okay, because like Destiny said, they have to take all that stuff down. Or they will go to court. Or And sometimes even when you are involved in like a legal proceeding, you're not allowed to talk about those details anymore. They, they yeah. have to be only discussed in the court and stuff. So I've seen so many people that as soon as the tweet gets deleted, they use that as ammunition to be like, yeah, I told you guys yeah. it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't real. Like, no, when it becomes a court thing, sometimes that stuff gets screen capped and then it's, it's gone. Yeah. Felix wants to chime in too. Well, I saw Asma say, like, um, lawyer up, shut the fuck up. And I feel like that would make sense. 
The problem is that whenever you're you're in hot water, you're not only in one case or one battle. You're in a battle, maybe illegally, but also a battle with the public code or community, with the, with yeah, the, with the people. Yeah, so that's basically it's like a ticking, like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Right? If you don't like uh, diffuse anything, like um, on social media, on social media, or whatever, you're kind of like losing over time. And even though at the end of at the end of the day you'll be right, it won't matter anymore. You'll suffer so much damage that you, you'll be you'll be wrong. Take Pro Jared. Yeah, we said that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah you bring up a good point. As one said, you bring up a good point. It's okay. I have to go. By the way, it's it's very late for me. I usually stream early in the morning. Okay. I'm sorry. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for your input, by the way. Like yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. really glad you could come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Is Slash available right now, Devin? I believe so. Yeah. I think I, I think we want to go a little further into this doc situation. Peace. See you later. Yeah. I love you, Asmin. Not sorry. I was gonna tell him to come get his laptop because I still have it, but he's already gone. Let's get <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get Slasher in here. So we can get the big guns. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this and I Whatever believe- he wants something from you or info or a leak, he's gonna be around. Hey, 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 hey. But whatever we want something from him, oh. <laughs> fucking disappears in the wind, dude. Yikes, this guy, dude. Yeah, how did Slasher take 15 hours to write a tweet that says, I know, but I can't tell you? Like, what the hell kind of reporting is that, Slasher? Well, let's bring him in here. <laughs> well, he said he said that, I mean, he, he said what he knows, right? He, he knows part of it. Mm, did he? But, yeah. Yeah, like, he just, he, he, he posted it during this podcast. Wait, so, what? So Slasher posted just during the podcast while it was going on. He said, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for several hours now, I've been told from credible sources the reason Doctor's respect is unbanned. However, due to the importance and sensitivity around the subject, I refrained from going on it. I don't feel comfortable with it currently." I mean, he's just trying to be a responsible journalist. Like he's he's wanting to get the information right before something comes up. Oh, Devin, I did have a question regarding um, the ban of someone like Dr. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. If you have a contract with Twitch and then they ban you, do they have do they do they try to get their money back from the deal or do they, do they just have to pay that out regardless? So I ha- with the caveat that I have to be really careful that I'm just talking in general. OK, and not mm-hmm. um, right. In, right. In, like in that kind of situation. Right. Yeah. This would be most likely considered a for-cause termination in that there would be some kind of uh, set of agreements within that uh, within the contract that say if these kind of things happen, um, which could involve uh, some kind of serious ethical or moral violation, some kind of federal or state level court crime, right, um, that that would then trigger an immediate termination of the contract with no other deliverables served. And, and um, if, if we're to assume that the information about Dr. Disrespect is correct, that this is a, a permanent ban, then that undoubtedly would have happened. Mm. Uh-huh. At, at almo- in almost every contract you've ever signed, if you actually scroll down and read it, um, almost every single one will include an opportunity for both the signer um, and the person giving the contract f- to escape the contract if the other party fails to meet their obligations. Um, and then usually those are done, obviously, without compensation. If you fuck up really hard um, or either end fucks up really hard, there's generally a way out of that contract where yeah, nobody is compensated. And Another, sometimes you might even have to forfeit, um, depending upon what type of agreement was made in advance. Like if you were delivered some cash up front, you might have to forfeit right. that, for instance, depending That's on... That's what mm-hmm. I was mainly wondering, if he would get mm-hmm. to keep what the payout gave him, or if they would find some way to legally claw it back. Yeah, it's it's um, one of those things I think there's 
more information to come, right? One of the one of the things I think I'll say that again, just being very careful. But I, the one thing that I have I don't think ever seen is Twitch refund subscriptions across the board Same. for a, yeah. for a person, right? So that that well, indicates that is e- true. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if like that is necessarily indicative of the seriousness. That could just be a back end upgrade that they finally made, right? That's that's true. But even in the case of like recent indefinite bans, they haven't done that. Like, like the subscriptions run out at the end of the month, like the actual refund. I don't know. Like, I guess it could have been in the last, like, we'd be talking about something like that happened in the last, like, week or two. Because people, awesome. I don't know if this is true yeah. or not, but I've got people I, in my chat saying that they did do this for Mitch. Yeah, I believe I got I my, yeah, this did happen with, I, I remember it happened with someone, because I got refunded for someone else as well. I'm, and I'm not sure who it was. I can't remember exactly, but there was another instance where I was refunded for someone else. Mm-hmm. So this has definitely happened before. Oh, and if I can here, we have a, there's a little bit more uh, stuff here as well. Um, has anyone really brought attention to the fact that he also uh, dog lost his Discord partnership? Yeah, and he, not, he lost because his other So far, it's only well. been like, you know, focusing on Twitch's reaction to whatever X event is, right? That led to the ban or suspension or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, if Discord's also uh, doing that, does that pr- provide more context towards like a ballpark of like... Seriousness? Yeah, for sure. Happen? Somebody, the people that were tweeting about this earlier said that Doc is done in this space forever, which makes yeah, it sound I, like it's a, I saw somebody tweet that. Um, yeah. that he's done, like, not only on Twitch, but, like, everywhere. Yeah. So that would make wow. sense. But, I mean, to play devil's advocate here, you guys remember Hitbox TV back in the day? You could yeah. be anybody and go to Hitbox. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if... I don't know how big the allegation is, but there are some platforms that are totally shameless. Like, who knows? Caffeine might offer them a like, contract and be like, come over here. Yeah, while that's true, though, the question would be, would somebody who's attained Doc's level be willing to go stream on, like, DLive with no sponsors and no subscriptions? Like, is that, I mean, he'd effectively be done, right? And after something like that, and no offense, but also, like, of his age, I think. Well, hey, I feel like the real question might be is there another streaming platform that can afford it and be willing to take the risk after seeing that viewers do not leave Twitch to follow you? Example Ninja and Tra from Mixer, they got like a 4,000 person viewer each return at the end of that buyout. Like, I don't think that's worth it for a lot of platforms. And do the platforms that would be willing even have the money to afford that? Well, Dr. Disrespect wouldn't be asking for any payments up front. He's just looking for some place to host them, right? It, the, this isn't going to be like a mm-hmm. massive buyout That's or true. something. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like the question earlier where it's like, um, do we think that like, why can't we have like a more strict vetting process for, you know, creators? The reality is that there's going to be some company that will hire some talent if they're getting viewership, no matter how horrible they are. Um, and it's just the same is true for social media. We've got Gab. The same is true for streaming. We've got DLive. You know, there's always going to be these off platforms that want any popularity any way they can get it and they don't care mm-hmm. who they host. True. Slash will be yeah. joining us in about two minutes from his last message. But mm-hmm. that is something yeah. like I was I was saying earlier, how we all need to speak up. Like, I'm sorry, but there's there's maybe we can't stop it, but we could all definitely speak against it. Should something like that ever happen with anyone that would be in that situation? Does that make sense? Wait, say okay. that again. I, I didn't understand. For, like, for what situation? Like we, uh, so. Obviously, it's something pretty drastic, something really bad, right? Um, I mean, I guess we could speculate that. Maybe not obviously, but we can speculate that. And if another platform did pick like that very, very problematic streamer up or a very, very problematic streamer up, like we would all have to kind of denounce that as a 
as a platform and be very against it and be very vocally against it. So any press is good press. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. The louder yeah. we are, the more it's going to push viewership over there. I, I also sure. think it's. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idealist. I I, I think that the industry, um, if the issue is as serious as what we're contemplating, you know that the industry won't tolerate that. Like, while there will be some that's what um, i mean more yeah 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 there will be like some website that will host like it's effectively a full-blown what what, what, he's effectively finished he might he might appear in some place in some form but as a shadow of what it formally yeah he would be he would if he is anywhere it's going to be on one of these really off content places yeah not really Mm -hmm. relevant Mm -hmm. like d live will host literally anybody so (laughs) you see his wife's response on her instagram Mm -hmm. yeah it makes you wonder so she says, the outpouring of love and support, strength and kindness from the arena has been truly overwhelming. You all have made my heart full and I cannot thank you enough. No one better out there than the Champions Club. You guys are amazing. Much love to you all. Heart. What is, what is the arena? That's what he calls That's like, like, Dr. Disrespects. Mm. Yeah. That's what he calls yeah. like the, like, but like, right. His channel is the arena and then the Champions Club members are watching in the arena. She, he's like, he's comparing to like a stadium, you know, for sports players. He's equating his mm. chat and his thing as, as the stadium, which, yeah. What, what this is. is being, this is taking an incredibly cynical look at things. Um, but I would hope that whatever is going to be reported about him, I would hope that this occurred very recently and it didn't occur months in the past. And Twitch only feels comfortable acting on it now because Mixer is down and they're not going to lose another big talent to Mixer. I think that would be really, really mm. gross. But mm-hmm. I didn't think about it, actually. Yeah. Well, what was oh yeah i think triax you put your hand up earlier is there, is there something you wanted to say before i oh uh it was like it was back before um crap, what was i gonna say it was something about uh twitch parties in general oh, oh oh so yeah destiny earlier was saying how like there's always gonna be a platform open to hosting garbage people because you know uh metrics and opportunity to, to grow above like any kind of like consistent morality code or standard of ethics or whatever right uh-huh. And in that regard here, I, I I feel that that's definitely something that we can also apply to. Hey, 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 I keep bringing back here to TwitchCon, but it's kind of the thing I I feel like I understand the best is like the the the, the thing that I attend that women may be the most vulnerable at is mm-hmm. is TwitchCon mm-hmm. for me. I don't really go anywhere or do anything else otherwise throughout the year as a streamer, right? And it, it's funny because like if I were to agree that these TwitchCon parties can get pretty wild. Not just the TwitchCon party or the partner mixer, but the Discord party, the Red Bull Lounge, the the Monster Cat Ball, the wh- whatever. There's like there's, there's like five parties every single day of the whole three day con, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunities for women to be like you know picked up on Ubers or awkward followers or known known female broadcasters who have like you know awkward stands that don't know when to like let go or go away to all that. And there's been like this right. idea in my head. It's like okay, well, what if we have like tighter regulations on like making the environments more safe, you know, so that way the next TwitchCon and our post, like, Twitch purge of me to progression, you know, we have everything, like, more tightly knit down. But then I thought, kind of like what this is saying here earlier, is, like, we could have these, like, pristine parties that, like, have, like, super regulated rules and all that. Wouldn't, like, one of the parties just be like, you know, hey, we have open bar, we don't care, we're relaxed, get in here, and I'll just, ha- I'll just go buck wild. So I feel like it's always going to be this case of, like, the lowest yeah. common denominator well, like, of, like... yeah. 
another problem with like a lot of the way this works is that for, for some reason we still have this idea that like rapists are these like creepy people that hang out in alleyways that like jump yeah. out of nowhere and it's like oh this is wrong the whole time the problem with a lot of these circumstances and if you read a lot of these stories you'll get this over and over again it's not even that they realize something is wrong as soon as something gets super fucked but it's like sometimes it takes a while afterwards to realize like fuck i was put in a position that i probably shouldn't have been um and i started saying yes to things that i didn't really want to and I, now i realize that like my judgment was like super warped and compromised like after i've got some distance between me and the event so for a lot of these things like the only thing you can do is change the culture like mm -hmm. all the different security in the world isn't going to change you know some guy you know that might decide whether or not you're getting a sponsorship or not you know trying to fuck you later at a hotel like all the security right. in the world isn't going to change you know when you go to a, a bar with a friend if he like slips something in your drink or tries to get you maybe more drink than you should be because he knows he can get you to agree to something if you're just drunk enough you know no and a lot of it doesn't even happen at parties even as like a startup creator back in 2016 i would go to twitchcon and i would get older like more established streamers in my dms inviting me to the hotel rooms one of them invited me to sit with him at the league of legends worlds cup happening next door you know with wine in the picture wanting to get me drunk so it's like there's definitely like things that happen that aren't even at parties social media is too powerful for that to be uh, something that if you take precautions will kill it completely there's still going to be ways that guys will try to approach girls and take advantage of them I was going to say yeah. at TwitchCon, I'm pretty sure last year, wasn't there like a big thing about a lot of people getting roofied at the party and then them also serving yeah. drinks at an open table? Oh, uh, with the drinks yeah. open. And that they, was yeah. nuts. Yeah. There was that the, huge... The partner mixer out on the outdoor street that was closed <laughs> had just like bulk prepped beer and, um, and red Solo cups. And these like giant yeah. tables just like sitting out there for hours. That was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my um, my business partner, and we were um, we were thinking like we're gonna probably sponsor an event that like it's just a no alcohol event. I don't know why more people don't do these. Like they're cheaper anyway. You don't have to buy out a bar or anything, and just like just like have something like that happen, you know, so that there's like an option for people. Like I don't know how many times I've been at those parties, and I've been like, "Fuck, the music is super loud." I sound like that fucking like no the, no, uh, no no please, yeah, please, yeah please. Like, like I sound like the dude like in the corner like oh, the music's too loud like but but you know what I mean like I like the music is too loud. I can't hear myself think. I can't network. I can't talk to people about shit. I'm not here to drink anyway. Mm -hmm. Like why is there not a place with not like flash like no flashy lights and like i'd like to see that actually happen i've been yeah, so I, I, man you guys I, say that like, every time so i get to talk to people oh go ahead i'm so sorry I, every time i talk to people that say that they always end up fucking i remember like because that's that, i'm the exact same way at events i don't like to go to play if i've got a shout to talk to somebody i'm just not interested at all i don't give a fuck same. i get frustrated and then i just leave um mm -hmm. and i i've had so many people invite me to parties it's like oh yeah it's really quiet here it's really cool and then finally the, you might have even done this to me before Devin. and then finally when i drag my ass out of the house or the hotel or whatever and then i go down it's still the same fucking stupid loud fucking shit fuck you well i guess that's why i gotta do on myself <laughs> destiny i was i've been so embarrassed to like admit that part because I thought it was a, a product of old age but even for restaurants when there was a live band I immediately like just want to get up and leave uh, it's like yeah. when I'm when I'm eating yeah. I want to look at my food enjoy my food like food is just like w when you hit a certain age food is all you have left you understand food, <laughs> right food is life food oh is God. everything there's nothing will more. never judge me yeah there's nothing more to look forward to but food you know it's just the greatest thing ever and when you're sitting in a restaurant paying for a nice meal then suddenly there's a live band playing fucking drums like i'm fucking 16 years old at a rock band concert <laughs> it's like listen my heart can't handle this you understand yeah i'm gonna right. fucking die overload. Yeah. it's the worst <laughs> feeling there's when you're ever <laughs> been a moment for me that i'm at a restaurant enjoying my food and i've thought wow you know what would make this even better a live band 
It's, ne- it's, I've, it's never happened. I don't know why they keep bringing live bands. To, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't. Have you ever had unless that you want to like go out and dance or whatever? Like, yeah, there's like no fucking point. <laughs> Have you ever had that sinking feeling where you're at like a cafe and like you're having a really good time and then like someone comes on the stage and you're like, "This is poison!" Like we're here and they're setting up and you're like, "Oh no!" Like I, I was having such a good time. <laughs> when you get to the restaurant at eight thirty-five and you don't know that at nine o'clock it's music. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, or the worst is when it's fucking karaoke and you don't know it. Oh shit, I ran into that before. Stop, dude. It's so funny, like hearing this. When you're sober. Ugh. Oh, that is terrible. That's the worst. You. That's the worst. I don't like karaoke. I don't. I I mean, even even better when you're the DD, like in a a pre like Uber world or whatever. Like, feel like I'm an adult babysitter right now. I'm surrounded by man children in their diapers. Mm. If you're not gonna drink, don't hang out with people that are drinking. I can't think of a worse way to waste your fucking time than hanging out with drunk people when you're not drinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Slash. You know what's crazy? I'm Mexican. We hire bands to play very loud instruments and for one guy to sing very loudly like right in your face you pay them to do it and the mariachi bands <laughs> yep mariachi yeah bands. they like <laughs> literally come up to your table like so i can ignore my family I mean, yeah, if, all, the, if all of you are like this, I think that even a worse part is when you have that friend or that parent that, you know, on your birthday, instead of just having a nice classy dinner, oh, they got to go in the back and say, hey, it's his birthday. And now you're sitting there having a nice dinner and suddenly they come to you and with the loudest voice in the world with seven different people sitting there, you know, oh, getting yeah. their voices in tune. Happy birth. It, it is just the most <laughs> embarrassing thing in the world. Dude, just give me my free ice cream and stop fucking singing, please. Hey, you can keep the ice cream. Just don't <laughs> sing ever again, yes. Uh, so, most of you may or may not know, I, I was a waiter for eight years before I was a, before, which yeah. was my full-time thing. Uh, and you can say that happy birthday singing requests are cringe. The Honestly, the worst ones whenever you get, like, the, the people who come alone, the ones who, oh. I guess, lack friends, and they, they come to your restaurant because they know they're going to get a free dessert for the birthday and, yep. and but they also want you to sing too really because they have Ooh. oh yeah dude i had Actually, i had this like guy like comfortably in his late 30s alone and he like insisted that we sing for him i was really like, actually that's ugh. like a in my opinion that's a common misconception that uh it's because they have no friends or they're alone i actually i always like when i'm at dinner i go by myself because it's like like i said earlier like food is all I have left. It's the best, right? <laughs> and like, if I have to waste like these meaningless conversations looking up and now my food's getting cold because it's rude if I'm sitting there chewing and looking down, cutting my food while they're talking, right? So I have to look at them and it's like this conversation we could have had over the phone. I just prefer to go alone so I can really enjoy and make love to my food. So I go alone all the time. I set reservations for one and I have places all around Austin. I just go, it's, yeah, I think it's just I, I better that. that way. Yeah. I don't, you're I don't not, you're like, not alone. You're not alone. I, been to the movie theater alone all the time i don't need company to enjoy the movie i'm gonna go right. see so i i was a solo movie theater person <laughs> for a long ass time didn't bug me at all so you know, i got interesting I, I actually give you credit for the movie theater one i i give you credit for that because uh, i'm gonna be honest so for a long time when i'd go alone to a movie theater i was like that was the one thing i was embarrassed for so like when i was eating i wasn't embarrassed about eating for eating i felt a little empowered going alone like it felt like it felt more mysterious, but the movie, I always got two drinks. I put one drink in the cup holder next to me. Really? Acting like, acting like my friend <laughs> oh, was like in the bathroom. God, dude. Oh, no. Yeah. I, 
I don't know if people say they get embarrassed to do the, like this type of shit alone because they're modest or just trying to sound relatable. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if I'm alone. I'm not embarrassed. I don't care. Like I, I yeah. think, I, like I love myself, and honestly, yeah. I don't have time to beat around the bush and tell people shit and and that's- like. That's how it was for for everything. I was like that. I don't know why. From movies, there's I don't know what it is. If it's like a childhood thing, but for movies, I just can't. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Movies are just a little different to me, I guess. But yeah. Anyways, slasher. Welcome to the podcast. I you look. I'm telling you. I don't know what it is with you, bro. You know, I've clowned a lot over the last like you know hundred podcasts, but this look you have going and i said this last podcast it's actually really good for you like the jean the jean button up the beard your hair like i could see you in like some fantasy dream of mine coming to me and just stripping naked like absolutely great you look fucking you look good you actually look good and that's a goddamn surprise to me i mean that that, that sounds rude it's, it's not a surprise i'm just saying you look okay you know what welcome slasher he is one of the esports journalists in the esports world, he is yeah. the number one j- journalist, and he knows everything about you before you know it about you. So, welcome, Slasher. Got, got to say, given the uh, main topic of discussion today, you've made the worst possible comparison of all time. But uh, thank you, Train, um, for bringing me on. Great, great to be here. Not really the end. The world is coming to an end soon. This week has been the longest fucking year of all time. Slasher, I'm glad that you and I can represent the homeless person-looking community on on this podcast. (laughs) We're both fucking blown out from this week, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 24-7. I I am proud to do so. Yeah. Destiny, what's your excuse? For what? I I mean, I think it was impacted me. Oh, never mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, How's everyone doing? I, I missed, I've only watched a little bit of the first hour i don't really know what you spoke about sorry um, um actually super productive conversation about sexual misconduct mm-hmm. and like some of the trouble that women go through in the industry mm-hmm. yeah as far as like specific cases go and doctors respect and everything else we haven't really brought it up and i think that's what i mean you've been reporting on this it seems like hour to hour for you know 72 hours straight so i don't know how the hell you i mean i know how you're up my man good shit but you know so hey i think it's good to have you on to kind of uh clarify and um um you know further broaden everyone's knowledge on what exactly is going on and you know educate people so yeah welcome yeah um what a what a terrible week couldn't couldn't be worse honestly you know what could be worse what if Mm -hmm. you didn't know the secret that how many of us forty three thousand of us want to know that'd be worse just a tiny little that's true okay here here i am going to a one we're gonna circle back train i have some stuff for you um adept you're not helping okay Okay. (laughs) continue on next topic (laughs) which which is fine actually i mean look we should we should do it a joke and and do whatever yeah of course of course of course i'm just saying in general for twitch chat or for anyone listening the more that you speculate it could be a fun thing there's nothing wrong with doing that and i feel like we could still talk about like possibilities but i don't think it's helpful in a larger scale, it is not helpful, and that is the main reason why I have not given any indication of the reasoning, and I've tried to keep it pretty curt in terms of what I have uh, reported. Um, so, you know, is I because I think you in know a larger for sure because you don't know for sure, or you don't want to say. I mean, I have to make a judgment call based on what I get told in all situations, no matter what the story is, mm-hmm. um, and then I have to trust my sources who are telling me it, and then gauge, you know. Um, what they are telling me and that depends on a few things are they first party sources where they are being told information directly from 
you know, a, a place where I want it to be? Or are they getting information from somebody else who is talking to someone in a position of power, um, which I'm looking to get information in? And then I have to yeah, make a basic judgment call on what I want to do. I Even though I'm an independent Twitter person currently, I still follow general um, journalistic ethics and wanting at least two sources for every story. I will never post a story that it was only coming from one person or one place of uh, being. So even though I'm like relatively confident in what I have been told, um, it is serious enough that I don't think it's worth talking about. So I'm not yeah, going to say anything the, for the for the rest of the podcast. I'm not going to mention anything about what has happened with Doc in terms of reason why I'm down to talk about like everything what you know what this means for twitch or for the future of streaming or we could make a larger context but i'm not going to give a reason or any of that no yeah i mean i i wasn't expecting it i don't think anyone here i actually wasn't expecting you to say this much but i um <laughs> i respect what you say and the, the way you're going about it yeah but like your tone is like dad tone like we're not talking about this right now like so much so <laughs> that i'm like okay i'm gonna wait mm-hmm. until I until mean, it goes i'm not traveling even on the podcast but that's just slasher's tone yeah this that's, is generally this is like, that's everything like, okay if slash and, and i don't i don't want to keen starify it okay i don't think that's a good way to <laughs> to talk about certain things um and for every minute this is not gonna be a fun thing so you know um but it is big fucking deal and he definitely is permaban he is 100 permaban he's been permaban for the last eight hours the the removal of the subscriptions and stuff is just the after effect of the decision um and then you know he's he's discord partnership has been eliminated as well so it is a Mm. it is a secondary company that is involved in this situation um Mm. you know twitch and discord haven't released anything twitch has released a a basic statement to a few press outlets outlining uh breaking of the tos which doesn't mean anything because it's just like a say the standard thing that Twitch says mm-hmm. in these certain situations. Um, and then Dr. Disrespect's wife has posted on Instagram 45 minutes ago, which if you really want to talk about it, that is, I don't even know actually how to process that. Why? He doesn't say anything. All of this is happening. I'm not hearing great things. And then his wife makes an Instagram story thanking mm-hmm. the champions club and thanking the um the champions club is the subscribers right yeah and the army is like the main arena um so for mm-hmm. her to be making a post which is pretty ambiguous in her post doesn't mention uh guy at all for those of you who don't know dr Spectre, right. name is guy mm-hmm. um oh, or actually herschel his real name is Herschel. His then changed it to Guy, and yeah, and his own doctor suspects. So, um, I, it is it is odd. I gotta say, I don't. It uh, might be connected to like what it is, but it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. He says nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes out. Obviously, it's a very serious situation. Like I've been um, yelled at by uh, his PR. That was that was really fun. That was a fun time. <laughs> I had a great time talking to CAA and his PR. That was nice. CAA, CAA, about it? CAA is his agency, uh huh, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and they were in th- thrilled, obviously, about all of this. Um, <laughs> and they were they they they, they, they love to talk 
to tell me how thrilled they were to talk to me too. They definitely got that impression. They were loving talking to me. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, given all that, the, the, the White's Instagram post is just, I don't know, really out of, it, it doesn't seem normal. And considering the past history, I don't know if it is connected, but it just seems odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was odd too. Odd in what way? As in like, she's, it sounds like she's supportive she's toward supporting him. supporting him. Yeah. Is that what it well, sounds like? Well, well so no, the, the one. You know, no, you could, I was going to say, it sounds like she's supporting the fan base. Yeah, sure. the one weird the word heart. is whether or not she's saying, like, um, like she said, like, my heart instead of our hearts or whatever. She made it sound a little, like, separated from herself, but that's getting, like, pretty, like, nuanced in terms of how you're reading the message. Right. Some people have, like, interpreted that as, oh, like, she's, like, whatever is happening is so bad that her and Doc are no longer together. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is a looks like an edited looks like a pretty like heavily edited statement to me just because of like some really small things like it's going to sound so dumb, but there's an extra space after the word enough and like before it goes into no one. So it almost looks like there was a sentence or something that was deleted. So this might her statement might have been run by his own PR team, too, and they might have asked for her to separate herself from it a little bit. I mean, the attorney was definitely involved because the first thing an attorney is going to say is don't say anything at all. Like Asma was bringing up earlier, but like XQC said. It's it's tough because there's two different venues or two different areas where you're uh, in. It's not only the legal area, but it's also the space of the public opinion. So the the attorney definitely ran through that, and he probably couldn't make any statement. So she, you know, she asked if she could, and probably. I mean, my assumption is that she could say something about my instead of our, because if you say our, and then you know, hundred other things are assumed that you know of how he feels toward that, and then uh, it's a big mess. So I'm assuming it's an attorney thing. To why it was my instead of our. I can I can give a little bit of insight. This was handled outside of trust and safety. Mm. I don't even know what that means. Saying trust, legal dealt with it. Trust and safety is the one that you know deals with the ban system within Twitch. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And it was, this was this was made. This was not a decision that like it was, it was given to them. This right. is made outside of trust and safety. And it is not DMCA. It is not DMCA. For, like, uh, just to talk more about the statement that she made, I mean, there's a few things that come to mind. Like, um, I know that when someone speaks on, like, Felix, for example, uh, I'm way more overprotective and want to speak out and correct them, like, immediately than, like, whatever they say about me personally. So maybe it's protective. Um but also maybe it's standing by their side too. I don't know their dynamic a whole lot, but I mean, Dr. Disrespect is a huge person on Twitch and he is a provider. And sometimes someone stands by their provider, no matter what, no matter what, it's just going to happen. And then also I just, I just, I'm really, I don't know how to interpret. And I think it's very odd that she spoke out on an Instagram story of all things before anyone knows what's going on. Like how, how can the community be showing you love, I guess, when no one even knows what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. We get, there's like a million ways we could speculate, but I don't think we're going to get any closer to solving anything. Apparently 
I'm not trying to solve things. I just think it's like, why are you making a statement when no one knows what's happening? Like, let everyone not know what's happening. And that's what everyone is advising, I guess. Yeah. It sounds like what you said. It sounds like a woman standing by her man. And sometimes, like, if she's, like, so, like, overcome with emotion or something, she might just be like, I need to say something. I need to do something. And you do it on Twitter. It makes a huge splash. But an Instagram story, 24 hours. Well, um, I mean again this isn't directly related to anything about like why but um did anyone think about how because it was never really mentioned um so this isn't connected to the reason at all but this will be connected to the weirdness of her post maybe so um does anyone so whatever happened with him coming on the stream during the situation with his wife of where he admitted that he um had infidelity how did that all happen and why did that all happen we never really found out why that did his wife make him go on the stream and make him apologize in front of anyone. We, we really don't know why that happened. Mm-hmm. And, we, and it, that was kind of odd, too. I got to say, the whole thing was just weird. Again, I don't know if there's any connection. But. Okay, so I don't know. I... Slasher is baiting right now. But one of the rumors out right now is that supposedly there was either it was either a Twitch employee or a Twitch streamer that um, Dr. Disrespect had some sexual relationship with. I don't know if it was consensual or not at TwitchCon. And people are saying that there was some agreement that was made where they would keep all of that quiet if Doc came out and owned up to it on stream and took like a month break. Um, but apparently that streamer now has gone back to Twitch saying they want to make a better deal. And Twitch was like, no, fuck you. We're just going to get rid of the Doc. That's I, I don't know if Slash is intentionally no, no, I'm, or unintentionally really alluding to that, but no, that's no, that, no that's one of the rumors floating around right now. I really don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But I'm not. Okay. I mean, I don't know. That whatever. Well comment on the internet. What sure. was that comment? I mean, why would that if that if that individual was scared to get fired from their job, isn't the HR team already com- comprised of a limited amount of people? So being specific about the detail of being part of HR would already, you know, kind of Yep, we're some speculating s- on speculations like right? we don't know. Yeah. Well, so like, no, why even mention that? that? It is yep. some dude that made a, an anonymous post on Reddit. I'm just thinking about it in terms of like, okay, so all that happened. She's been through so much. We have no idea how the relationship is. Um, so we can't really tell, you know, how supportive of I, she is. She, she's been all his videos. I what you're videos. saying. I think I, I, kind, I, I kind of I feel like I get what you're saying. Like, it's hard for us to say, yeah, this is a supportive woman. This is a woman that stands by her man. When, like, if she was the person that made him go live and do that to, like, save right. their marriage, then, like, really, w- what is going on in that house? And we don't know. With yeah. yeah. Well, Slasher, do you have any idea when you think this is going to be public and people are actually going to figure out what was going on? Nope. Um, it is the weekend. <laughs> it is the weekend. I don't know. If, I still am not sure if this is coincidence, but... Uh, you know, for Twitch, dumping news at 5 p.m. is a very standard thing that most companies do. So they may just not hear, might not hear anything until Monday. If there's not an official announcement by Monday, I don't know if there will ever be an official announcement about it. But if this is so widespread that Discord is banning him, I would be shocked if it didn't leak. Like that's like it would be unimaginable that something of this caliber doesn't leak out if multiple company oh i'm sorry because it's not actually just twitch and um discord there was a sponsor as well that terminated their contract with them too i don't remember which it was but um there's no way that it doesn't leak there's no way that like only three people know about it like there's going to be quite a few people that know about it at this point and none of you motherfuckers can keep your mouth shut that's why slasher has a job so 100 like it'll it'll leak like within like a week also i I would be shocked if it didn't i I, I will 
didn't did Loda take them off the site or take them off? The- it, he's, he's not a loaded client. He's a CAA client. Oh, so CAA. Okay, that, so, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm so sorry. From from people that I've spoken to, this really is being kept at the highest levels of um, Twitch and anyone involved in the situation. So, out of all the stories that I've ever covered with this company, I've never seen people so tightened up about something. Has Twitch like, ever had? I've had, more, I've had more knowledge of the Ninja Mixer deal, like everything going on in that, than I know what the hell is happening right now. Mm. Has Twitch ever had like a similarly large streamer just completely leave the platform like this? Not in mm. this way. I mean, you know, Ninja mo- moving to Mixer is a business deal, and all right. the business happenings mm-hmm. that are going to be happening soon again with Ninja and Shroud, those un- insane lucky people, they won the lottery. Um, like that is going to happen, but this is not that so do you think there are going to be larger implications on the platform or this is just a one-off thing that happened with something like kind of like a freak incident uh depend depends what it is it it just depends what the reasoning is um i mean look there is some chance this is some insane facebook co-op that's not what i've been um told but it could be some crazy go to facebook break con break the twitch contract and like i don't know do some weird deal for $50 million. I don't think that's, that is, but I mean, other than that, I would um, be so shocking to time this deal around what's going on now. I can't think of a worse timing. Yeah, it isn't. I mean, you know, so unless it's, if it's a business deal, I think it's kind of whatever for the industry. If it's not, if it's like a personal thing, I don't think it makes the industry look great. It's, I don't think this is making gaming look good right now. I don't think it's a point. Um, but, like one of the most high profile streamers for the platform we're going through a very serious you know me too movement right now um in the entire industry and then have something like this happen i don't think showcases the industry very well yeah i think that's fair it's related to what devin was talking about earlier about how this movement is going to already make gaming look like a less appealing space for any kinds of advertisers so i imagine adding that Dr. Disrespect, one of the biggest streamers is leading, is only going to make that worse. Mm-hmm. At least for the short term. Especially when he was starting to get some non-endemic coverage as well, right? Like he had the... Um, fuck, he had two big ones, and I can't remember. What, what's the one that he did the commercial for or whatever? The WWE or whatever? Is that what you're talking about? But he did do that. that true, yeah, right? he, well, he's had non-endemic coverage like that too. Um, yeah, he was on Kimmel and everything. Um, oh, Gillette. Didn't he, didn't he have some type of official... Did he have an, ever have an official Gillette affiliation? Or was that always just memes? I think he did, didn't he? I think because that's I a pretty so. that's a pretty huge non-endemic sp- um, sponsor. He did just. I think he did actually. Yeah. Who's... So like these are like massive, like first time I believe non-endemic sponsors I mean... coming into the space to sponsor someone, and if it turns out that like yeah, that's really 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 rough. Like that's a big lessons for sponsors to stay the fuck out of gaming because it's still like not ready yet for for the big time. Well, how long do you think it would take for for them to be comfortable to come back in? What would the timeline be for something like this? Not the same as Corona. I mean, that is, what does that mean, dude? Like the, the coronavirus and everything that's happening has destroyed the uh, advertising industry. So no advertising; they're not advertising at anything online. So there's like a whole, you know, this is only on top of. Dude, the world is so fucked. I, the coronavirus are going back up too, but whatever. Talk about. Oh my now. god, Florida reported um, over nine thousand new cases Texas, today. Dude, we're reopening in places that didn't even yeah. fucking well, ever actually close or do anything. Yeah, Texas and Arizona. Yeah, throw out the right numbers, bro. It was almost 10,000. It was 9,600 plus. Mm-hmm. So uh, look, Doc re- just re-signed a huge multi-million dollar deal with Twitch. So for all of this to happen just a few months after 
him re-signing a deal to be one of Twitch's marquee stars um, on top of this now coronavirus is, yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, this has been, it's not like this is isolated to gaming. Um, this movement with women coming out about their experiences started with wrestling early last week, and then it kind of migrated into gaming, starting with Sano Rage and, and the Bungie situation. And now I've even seen it go to the EDM industry. So this is like a real digital movement for women outing shitty men in their industry. So my, so earlier we were talking about how like no, no one that knows can speak on it, but you know, I think people's, I think a lot of people were like thinking that it might not be related to everything that's going on now. But I think from what we're talking about here and the one talk that we're staying on, it sounds like in a way that, you know, you're kind of right. That, I mean, I don't know how else to say. I mean, there's no one. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like it's related to all the. It sounds like it's related to all, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I haven't heard a you know a possibility given where it might not be related to any of this. All we keep talking about is this. I don't know. Yeah, but none of us know, so it's yeah, none not of much us point. And like, we yeah. can just guess. Like, this guess, would but. be worst case scenario from if, without the specifics of let's see what would happen. Where that would be worst case scenario for larger implications of this industry or what is happening. I mean, we know whatever it was, it must have been pretty serious, right? We can at exactly. least rest with that, right? I think, doc, didn't Dr. Disrespect have a deal with Twitch to stay on platform? Him and, like, mm -hmm. what, like, four yeah. or five other streamers? How many streamers got those deals? Uh, Tim, Lyric, Doc. It was, like, less than ten, wasn't it, Slasher? Do you know? That pub that made it public? It was, like, it was, like, two ways. And, 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 Summit, and Summit, yeah. They, they were, yeah. like, horrified. Dude, the well, amount of money that I told that Summit and, and uh, Tim were offered mm -hmm. by by Mixer, they're, they're going to want to cry for, I think, the rest of their lives. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so whatever it was, like, this was, one of Twitch's, that, like, this was one of Twitch's, like, few streamers that actually got an exclusive offer, like, in cash from Twitch. So whatever it was, it has to have been, like, super ultra-fucking-serious. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, do, do you guys believe that um, Twitch should bring things to the public like this that that like um like what the policy on twitch's bans that where they don't discuss these things with the public like should that is that a good policy should that be changed like what do you guys it's think a about dog that? shit policy but twitch gets to hide behind it and there's no pressure for them to change so we'll always keep it because they're spineless fucks or that. Well, there must be some legality there's yeah, no legal bullshit no way yeah, right. they, they can't discuss bans publicly what no way yeah I mean, I mean the problem with going about it like this and not being transparent with what's going on is that they leave it, it open to speculation. They, look, they leave it open to speculation, and also it looks like they've deemed him guilty 100%. But if they're not sharing it because of possible sensitivity or a PR team or a legal team, then in that stance, wouldn't we assume that it's still being like fought on a legal level? Nah, but, the, the only, Twitch keeps a secret because Twitch doesn't have to deal then with any inconsistencies or ambiguities in their policy. If they were to start being open about why they do certain bans for certain people, they leave themselves open to questioning, they'd have to defend it even more, and it's just way easier to just say, no, we're not going to comment anything whatsoever on it, because then they don't have to worry about any good or bad decisions they make. Like, they never commented publicly on uh, Bless RNG and other streamers, uh, Iron Spoon, that were originally banned. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I was told they are permanently banned, but it's not like Twitch commented and said that they are permanently banned. So this is not just a, a doc thing. This is a general way they do stuff. And yeah, Stephen mm -hmm. is right on the reasoning. Were these bans indefinite bans or actually permanent bans? Were they indefinite suspensions or permanent suspensions? Because there, there is a difference between the two, right? Yes. Uh, Dr. Zizek was permanently banned. And the other ones, they are permanent banned. Because permanent, you know what's really funny? The way that they worded it in the official uh, Twitch website is permanent suspension. 
And I ended up mentioning something to there. And I was like, dude, do you know what words mean anymore over at Twitch? Because those two things are the opposite. And I got to kind of, I laugh back, but um, it is permanent. But which is indefinite. It's almost kind of like the same thing because <laughs> no, to, the, well, to, to companies, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, of course, they're supposed to mean different things. Indefinite is supposed to mean could be unbanned at any time and likely will be unbanned soon. But you have some indefinites which have been permanent. The, um, way, the way that I've heard this explained behind the scenes at Trust and Safety is the reason why they call it indefinite is because their idea is that anybody could theoretically be reformed and get unbanned. That's how I've heard it explained behind the scenes. That's why they call it publicly an indefinite suspension, because anybody right. could be reformed and come back. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I don't know if I saw this first party or if it was just people like you tweeting it out, though, that this, in the case of Dr. Disrespect, it was explicitly yeah, it, it, it is, permanent. It is, yes, it is yeah. explicitly permanent. This is Which is meaningfully different permanent. insofar as Twitch's suspensions go. Jesus yeah. Christ. But, I mean, those other guys could be permanent. It's just that less people care. Like, I, even mm -hmm. I am not totally clear. I mean, I, I know that they are... Yeah, like it wasn't, it was really difficult to blur the line between these two things, permanent and indefinite. So I, seems like they're permanently banned. I am Spoon, RNG Bless, and the yeah, three other. Yeah, I think streamers. with Warwitch's case, he, Warwitch. there were literally messages of him talking to a child. She literally was messaging him and said, Oh, I just got off the bus. And he asked her about, like, are her parents okay with them talking? Like, Jesus I think Christ. that guy's perma permit. Oh, yeah. Wait, what person on, was that? Uh, Warwitch TV, like she's talking about getting off the bus, and then later on he says asking something about her uh, teen parts, like straight up after all of this. So I think that guy's perma perma. Okay. That, that's why I'm like, how serious is this? I mean, like I don't speak to him. I haven't spoken to him in like seven, eight years. But he comes from esports. He used to be the main caster for RQCW and for Quake. And bless you. Bless and I've known I've known about this guy for I don't know sixteen years now, but I haven't spoken to him in a very long time. I guess I'm not totally surprised. You should clarify when you say you've known about this guy. <laughs> I like I like you know from video games. Yeah, not okay, from yeah. this. Just, yes. Yeah, because okay. yeah, he came up in the esports scene a long, a long time ago. So this is fucked up. I think they are also permanent and not indefinite. But again, very difficult. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to make it ambiguous as possible. Twitch is trying to make it ambiguous. The reason why people were banned, not clarifying things on purpose. Steven, in general, has a good perspective on that. Jesus. That is. Probably avoids, like, maybe more scathing headlines as well. If they explicitly ban four Twitch partners for sexual assault, I think that's a, maybe a pretty juicy headline for, like, a New York Times or a WAP article, right? Like, Twitch bans four partners explicitly sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe it avoids some mm. of that bad publicity a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, luckily for Twitch, the uh, sexual assault problem has been so widespread in video games that it has not just been focused on uh, that company. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, good news for Twitch is that everyone is a piece of shit in the video game industry, mm -hmm. not just streamers. You Actually, got I'm curious. Oh, what are your guys' opinion on that? Because with a lot of the news right now, it seems like it's more... Exactly. Esports e has this huge sexism problem rather than pointing towards Twitch. Do you think the attention is going to move more towards the platform or just stay like this scattered throughout the industry? Probably I mean, I, scattered. I mean, I've really tried to be keeping track of everything that has happened over the last four days in terms of where the reports are coming from. I mean, you have reports coming from almost every single individual community on Twitch. It's not just Twitch. It's like the StarCraft community, the Dota community, um, the WoW community. 
you know, Overwatch community. You have like all the, the Destiny community. You have all of the individual the game. game, yeah, which are all huge by themselves. So you have like, you know, community different community scandals in all of the games, and you then you have a larger problem, which is like Twitch culture, which is which encompasses all of the games together, which is where Twitch culture comes from. And then on top of that, you have gaming culture problem, which is Twitch. I mean, there's been multiple developers who have been implicated in things. You had the Ubi, main guy from Ubisoft had to step down. You had Cards from Humanity. Um, the CEO um, there was outed as an uh, abuser too for sexual assault. So you have a ton of things happening throughout the entire gaming industry. And each of them are like layered inside of each other. Um, Twitch, for sure. Streamers have been the most egregious, I think, for... I don't know if you guys you know, talked about all the reason why the gaming industry or dudes in video games are like this but it's a lot of fucking like ugly dudes mm-hmm. that have never had any social interaction right. have never spoken to girls before they don't have no idea how to talk to women they cannot have True. a direct conversation of women they've never fucking had a girlfriend they've never even spoken to one they've never had a, a, their first kiss ever in their life and then they also get and then they also huge. watch porn too mm-hmm. yeah they're well, sure. the way that they speak to you starts with their fantasies not with what's presently in front of them I would but also say to, to caution that too, it's not gender. just a like guys in gaming. Like this is like a, a an issue that like wrecks like the entire fucking world of business, right? This, these aren't necessarily things specific to just like oh, okay, bros. sure, Stephen, mm-hmm. you're totally right. But mm-hmm. in a certain context, nerd culture or guys that are into this culture definitely Can be pretty from, exclusive. Yeah, yeah, definitely from my firsthand, you know, own experience and and we're just seeing this culture. Yeah, these guys in this industry do not know how to fucking talk to women more generally than most guys in the world or whatever. Like, there's a you know the overlap between all the shitty communities on the internet and fucking video games is usually pretty high, mm-hmm. um, uncoincidentally. So you know the the people in this industry, you have these guys that then get fame and become huge streamers and then get money and power, and then there becomes a huge power imbalance between guy who was all fucked up and now has money and power and fame in an industry which is now the biggest in the world, which is video games, you know, surpassing everything else. So with video games mm-hmm. and this entire industry getting huge, and then you combine it with how dudes act that are gamers right. online, you know, yeah, it's even you're right, but then you add it on, like, you know, all of the culture, and then you have uh, guys that are addicted to the internet and video games, and they're sitting indoors 10 to 12 hours a day, and they're not having any human communication, and they're not talking to mm-hmm. definitely women in the real world at all. To some extent, I kind of want to agree with you, but the big mm-hmm. problem, though, is that like when you talk about those types of nerds, these are the people that like are just really bad at like pickup lines or talking to girls right. or like even breaking the ice. These guys just suck at yeah. that. A lot of the behavior and the mm-hmm. accusations we've seen haven't been from awkward nerds. It's been pretty predatory behaviors by like men in positions of power for women. And that's like a narrative that has like been true throughout the entire world, probably for all of human history, but like especially now, like cross industry. Like if we look at a lot of these accusations, I I, I can't think of any that I've read um, that I could chalk up to like, oh, that's just, <laughs> oh my God, the awkward gamer bro thought that since he was the CEO, you know, he could like fuck the girl, like, LOL, like just gamer, like, it's not just an awkward gamer bro. It's like pretty specifically like guy is in a position of power, wants sex from a girl, knows that the girl needs something from him and then decides to like abuse that position, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the stories I read, I think, or for most of us, we read those and we were like, he knew better than that. Like they, they knew they knew they weren't supposed to do that. Or they're period. just outright predatory, like literal. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like I could see um, both sides. I can see the awkward nerds not having interaction with girls, you know, like on this, especially on the streamer side. And then their only interaction sometimes is video games where, you know, women are very sexualized fantasies and then they only watch porn instead of talking to girls. But I also see the side where there's men who come from like a business side in the CEO companies who aren't necessarily awkward gamers. They aren't raised that way necessarily. Some are. But they also just are abusing power like men have for years, way before online streaming became a thing. If everyone's still here now, we're all come back. But um, Felix is heading out soon. So yeah. I'm going to go hang out. And I'll see you guys. Yeah, go spend time with... Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> that was very abrupt. Adept should hang out. XQC's uh, his time, in, I believe, in America is up. He's going to be going back to uh, the sweet land of Canada. Try XU also... Yeah, I was gonna say actually. Yeah, I uh, if you don't mind, I actually like to. I've been up since six a.m. I, I put in. I I I can't even go any further. I'm I'm like dozing off right here right now myself. So, been quite a long day for me too. If you don't mind, is that is that cool? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I, I leaked my Discord. Give me a sec. I thought that was a no. Yeah, I was no, like, I leaked please, Discord, please, man. please, Matt, Matt, master. That's the next uh, screen. Can I, can I go? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yo, this Hi, is hex. not the time. What okay. You, Hi, what are you doing? <laughs> Chill. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll be sorry. My, my battery's on. depleted. I didn't, I, even, I didn't even think about it. I'm sorry. Hello. What's going on? I will see you guys on facebook.gg slash TV guys next time uh, for next stream. Um, no. Yeah, try it. It's completely and perfectly fine for you to leave. Sorry. I, the reason I paused for a moment is because I was talking about how I was scared to leak Discord if you guys were talking in the messages, and I just did it right now accidentally. So, fortunately, uh, so, yeah, I was hey, checking I hear, messages. Um, uh, hello, uh, YouTube. Yeah, can we get that deal for Trainrex, please? Um, I think it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's time. Okay, thanks. All right. Yeah, well, I'm staying for 30 minutes because Felix said he's working. Okay. He, he works. He's, he's packing his computer and shit. Oh, see, leaving for a long time. Mark. All right. Well, Trix, thank you for coming man. on, brother. I love you. I missed you so much. I will see you soon on another. Yeah, yeah, I know. All of yeah. When I'm like way less tired, I got you though. Yeah, yeah. I love you, man. All right. Um, bye, bye. Later, man. Bye. All right. Let me grab. Uh, give me a quick segundo. Uh, continue the conversation, though. I forgot what we're talking about. I was asking more about like if you spoke about the. And of course, it is all people, but like the larger problem with, with gamers and this, at least gamers specifically, and what is happening right now. In, in terms of. I mean, yeah, this movement has been widespread, and what happened in the wrestling industry was pretty evident. It seems like there's way more in gaming. Like, do you think that there is a direct relation between how toxic guys are to game uh, girls in games and that overall problem? And the larger problem of how women are treated online, and that how, does that intersect with the abuse of power and everything that is happening now? I don't think that it's like exclusive to gaming or special because gaming mm -hmm. or I don't even know the right words, I guess, to, to pick because I think it has more to do with the internet as a whole because it's not like face-to-face -face normal interactions and they feel like they can get away with a lot more stuff and try different things. And um, I think it's like an internet problem. Right. Period. I mean, I would say it's even more than that. It's like, it, it is definitely an problem. internet problem, but it's a it's a larger cultural problem mm -hmm. just in the way that we approach and sure. negotiate sexual encounters. is like really, really, really toxic, I think, in exactly. the real world. Exactly, because why do they even want to attempt to get away with it? Because they know that it's like 
it's prevalent in the real world, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. like outside Mm -hmm. of the internet. And they want to take that to the internet and push it even further because they feel anonymous and safe and definitely protected. Now, this has been happening for years outside the internet. The internet just allows us to see it more easily and for people to be braver about coming forward about it and having screenshots and records and things. But it's been happening way Mm -hmm. before the internet. Yeah. And then also, I mean, it's just, just that pure raw, like that, the, um, like authority to someone in need or whatever, like that, that kind of complex. How did you guys feel about the, uh, Twitch blackout? I was just about to ask her. Yeah. Mm. Blackouts are big movements like that that don't have a stated goal is just, I think it's really dumb. Oh, fuck. Actually, I wish Triax was here. He actually had a really good idea. I think a better idea would have been like for four hours, you get a bunch of large streamers on the site to black their screen up, but put a message saying like, we demand this response from Emmett Shear so Mm -hmm. that if you went anywhere on Twitch, you'd see that. I think that either something like that or getting a bunch of people to stream in protest on like YouTube in violation of my contract. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Well, that would be another, that like, get a hundred big streamers to like go and stream <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be one too. Dude, uh, but like, know, yeah. you could avoid um, legal issues with Twitch. Yeah. You know, well, um, no, well, that would be the, that would be the challenge is forcing right. them to take legal mm-hmm. action. And like, cause they wouldn't yeah. like the headlines, like everybody comes together to protest Twitch's treatment of whether it's sexual harassment or whatever, Twitch takes action against all, you know, 50, whatever streamers like that would be exactly. a headline for them. There's yeah. no way. Be done right. though. Yeah. There's no way. A lot of this stuff, people bring up like legality all the time. Most of the stuff is fought in like public arenas, like fuck lawyers. Like a lot of this shit is like not going to ever make it to court. A lot of it just comes down to winning in the court of public opinion more so than any actual court with a jury or judge. I feel like the boycotts that are most effective are any kind of financial boycott. And to do a Twitch blackout is the exact opposite of a financial boycott mm-hmm. because it costs them money to run these streams for hours every day. So, totally. I mean, actually, an even better financial boycott would be putting those messages up and people just leaving their streams up for 24 hours. It would cost mm-hmm. so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. And right. Then mm-hmm. They're not going to turn those streams off, right? No, that's true because staying silent completely doesn't really work. Because if anything, you get all the people who care about the movement to depart from the platform for a day, while the people who are callous to it get higher views for the day. It doesn't really work out very well. But I also think the financial argument is a little bit different because just having one day and not everybody's going to join the movement is just like a drop in the bucket for Twitch. So it really has to be something bigger if it's actually going to make an impact. That's why you go to YouTube. <laughs> that was that's why I posted that on Twitter. It's like, way better. Yeah, you get you yeah. get like thirty or forty broadcasters together and say, okay, we're all going to go stream on YouTube today. And it doesn't even have to be that many. You just get some of the big people do it. Like Hassan Abi was willing to actually do the blackout day, right? He would have been willing to stream on YouTube too. You just well, get we don't know that. But blackout day is yeah. easy. That's a vi- that's a vacation true, day for yeah. streamers, and mm-hmm. we don't lose any fucking money on it. Like we know you dumbass are gonna stop the next day anyway. Like it's not yeah, like yeah, we're actually yeah. like making a sacrifice to take like one vacation day off, you know, when we're clocking <laughs> like huge six figure or sometimes low seven figure incomes. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a sacrifice. Like now streaming on YouTube though actually puts out like you put your neck out a little bit, right? Because you know you're gonna get some kind of pushback from Twitch because you're technically violating your not technically you are violating no, your contract. That. Uh, is that is that is that actually true? Because when um my understanding of like the the non like exclusive partner contracts is you you just can't stream to another place at the same time. So as long as my understanding is that affiliate contracts right now lock you into exclusive streaming on Twitch. That's my understanding. Okay, so I think that affiliate and partner contracts both, as long as you don't have a custom exclusive contract where you're getting paid by Twitch, mm-hmm. are 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 exclusive only for the time and 24 hours after the broadcast. That is my that is that is I, I have that on pretty good authority, but I'm wait, not wait, wait, wait. can you repeat what you're saying? Sorry. Yeah. So um. If you were to stream your content 
you uh-huh. technically can't that te- that content is technically exclusive to 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 Twitch for 24 hours. Correct. After which you can then post it wherever. So if you don't stream for a day on Twitch and the next day you stream on YouTube, as long as you don't multi-stream to both platforms at the same time, you should be fine. My understanding is that the spirit of how that rule is written is you would have to record the video 24 hours beforehand. That clause is written in there to prevent you from multi-streaming unique streamed content, not giving you like a 24-hour cooldown between platforms you can stream on. So what that thing is basically saying is that if I wanted to show like my content on another platform, I need to wait 24 hours to upload it to prevent dual streaming. But I couldn't just not stream for 24 hours and then start streaming on another platform 24 hours later. That whatever I'm streaming there has to wait 24 hours from the time of broadcast to be placed on another platform. Right. I understand what you're saying. We're getting kind of uh, technical here, but I guess that's the nature of the the contract. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. what the way that I interpret that, and the way that we've always interpreted it, because we've done events um, in esports on like other platforms, mm-hmm. and 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 we've been able to do that even though we had people signed to Twitch deals. And the reason for that, I think, here, here my justification would be. If you are not paying a person to be on your platform and mm-hmm. you hold them to exclusivity, which has a value to it, that's uh-huh. that's it's very strange to me that they I agree, of course. But like okay. you, you yeah. if anybody anybody here that's ever been banned before, Twitch will straight up tell you if you ask them like, hey, can I stream on a bot? They'll tell you like I wouldn't recommend it, dude. It's gonna look really bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's against like they'll they'll straight you can uh DM your partner manager and they'll tell you. That clause is written in there. Also, by the way, it's a very poorly written clause because technically it pre- it prevents you from putting up YouTube videos within twenty four hours. Twitch it does. just doesn't yes. enforce it. Yeah, because right. they suck shit at yeah. contracts and, and most legal shit they do. Um but the, the reality is is that clause is supposed to be there just to prevent you from multi streaming, period. Um, and I do agree, of course, it's very weird to do that if you don't have like exclusivity deals where you're actually offering cash up front or some sort of incentive for somebody. I could kind of see it maybe for premium partners because they give you better than a 50-50 split for payment processing. Um, I could kind of see it there, but like, yeah, for just affiliates and, and like low-level partners and aren't premium partners, it does seem pretty strange. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, solely for any live audio... Thank you, Fandy. For, uh, solely mm-hmm. for any live audio-visual work that you choose to provide to tell us as user content, your live content from the beginning of the initial broadcast at any such live content continuing for a period of 24 hours following the initial broadcast as uh, of the live content such live content is exclusive to twitch yep you will not or permit or authorize any third party to broadcast stream distribute this in any manner notwithstanding the foregoing you have the right to make any live twitch content available during the exclusivity of solely via twitch services yep. after this exclusive license will become non-exclusive you have a right to broadcast stream and distribute exhibit and otherwise make yeah, so I, I think it's in the spirit of how I imagine it. No, no, no. It's what it's saying, it's explicitly saying any live broadcast you do is exclusively licensed to be broadcast on Twitch for the first. Any live hours. Twitch contract it's content. It says any well, live not, Twitch content. But but my, I'd have to go back and look at my partner contract. But my guess is that that content is going to be defined in an earlier section. And what that content is is it's going to be any type of gaming or audio broadcast or not actually non gaming now because of the newer Twitch contracts. Um, yeah, you can run into someone else, but I'm 99% sure that that's... It's saying that any live content that you broadcast is basically mm-hmm. exclusively licensed to Twitch for the first 24 hours, regardless. Okay, I'll try to get a better answer because I think we're probably holding up the podcast. But yeah, sure. I, I, think, I, don't think, I don't think I know. Okay, sure. Yeah. So for all... What... This concludes part one of this episode of the Trainwrecks TV Scuffed Podcast. Tune in to part two to finish the episode. For news and updates regarding the podcast and streams, follow at TV on Twitter.